0: The electric chair. Yeah, sir. Hey, here we are again. Another episode of the electric chair. I am Midnight Corey. Thank you for listening. You are all very, very kind and wonderful. Um, man, I got a, a really exciting show this week. Of course, listen to me on Stitcher um, and uh, over at uh, HorrorPodcastingAlliance.blogspot.com. Fantastic shows there and SpookShow.tv. And uh, man, it, you know, speaking of, of Spook Show and the Electric Chair 2D, I just uh, shot another episode this past week, and you're going to be hearing the audio from that shoot. But uh, of course, here very soon, you're going to be able to see this. And let's just get into it right now. I'm I'm, uh, really honored. You know, I've been talking about this short that I saw at the Erie Horror Film Festival here, uh, you know, several weeks ago called The Other Side. And uh, it was really, really cool. I got in contact with the makers of that film and uh, they're all down in Pittsburgh. And uh, I almost got to get down and visit them, but our schedules didn't quite line up but they were so kind as to uh, Skype with me. We did the video thing, recorded the audio. So I get to talk with uh, Chris and John Nesposzynski, who are um, the, the brothers that made this film, as well as uh, some of the, the, the cast that were involved in this and, uh, and the crew as well. So, man, it was a lot of fun. You're going to be hearing that. Um, but also, something really great you're going to be hearing is I do an interview with a band, and I know I've mentioned them before on the show when I, uh, this past summer, when I went to see, uh, Michael Graves in Cleveland, um, there was an opening band there that was on, uh, one of the second stages called Silver Skull, and it was this, uh, really unique death metal band, and I get to interview Silver Skull, that band, and, uh, so I'm going to be doing that as well, and man, I just had such a fun time talking this week with, uh, so many wonderful people, but, uh, that's what you're going to be hearing, and, um, Man, what else? Um, well, you know, I've been watching uh, this, uh, this DVD set, you know, The Ultimate Zombie Feast. And uh, next in line was a movie I've actually seen before. Of course, a short. Uh, these are all shorts. But um, this one, I actually have uh, the, the DVD of and uh, I've talked about before. Now, this is the movie Plague by Matt Simpson. Now, go back and this seems like an eternity ago. Uh, The Midnight Podcast, episode 171. Uh, You can find it. Go to midnightcory.com. Go to, um, I don't know if it's the podcast archive or you go to the about page where it talks about the midnight. Actually, if you go to midnightpodcast.com, I think they're all there. Um, I just don't have the show notes up anymore. But uh, go back to the Midnight Podcast and episode 171. I interview Matt Simpson, who made Plague and uh, talk all about this short. This is a fantastic zombie short, one of the best I've ever seen. Um, he is uh, an Australian filmmaker, and just uh, made, made an awesome little short. But um, pretty much what it's all about is a gun runner. Um, he's, he's a guy who sells guns illegally, and um, he's sort of confronted with this whole uh, zombie thing going on. And uh, it is really creepy. The zombies are fantastic. It's just a, a great short. So, um, man, if you get a chance to see Plague, and I know a lot of you did. Uh, you know, I talked about it on the show back in the Midnight Podcast, and Matt was so kind as to send me some copies that I gave away. So uh, hopefully you get to see this. I don't know if Plague's available online. I'll, I'll, I'll research that and see if um, I can put up a link. But uh, another wonderful short. So I'm not going to review it again. I'm not going to go into details again. Because uh, I've talked about it so much in the past, and you guys should go uh, look up the show. But uh, fantastic. So, man, again, this, uh, this DVD collection here, The Ultimate Zombie Feast, is proving to be awesome. Wonderful. Man, I, I, I'm blown away. So, cheers. Cheers to that. Now, I'm going to play a song. I usually play a song at the end of the episode, and it's usually like an, you know, like an independent sort of song and, and uh, something cool. That I find, but uh, I happened upon this band this week, and uh, it was uh, recommended to me on uh, google plus and if you haven 't hooked up with me on Google you know please feel free to do so. Um, I like it so much better than Facebook, although you know Facebook is just kind of the place where everybody is, so you know that 's where I hang out a lot of times, but uh, I really love Google+ and this is brought to my attention um, there 's a band. Um, out of the Netherlands, I believe out of Amsterdam, you know, somewhere in that area called Hologram Earth. And I was blown away by this band. They're really cool. Um, they're really heavy. And, uh, I'm going to play a song by them before we get into this interview with, uh, Orchard Place, you know, with, uh, Chris Nesposinski and, 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 uh, everyone, but, uh, This uh, Let me read you their bio. They sent me a lot of information, and actually they just released an EP that you can go and download for free. So I'm going to give you a taste for that EP, and I I recommend that you all go to hologramearth.nl. But uh, here's what they're all about. These are some really cool guys. And uh, again, they're out of the Netherlands, and I'm going to mispronounce their names. Let's just, you know, get that out of the way right now. And I apologize. Um, but I am just terrible with uh pronunciations if you're not an American. Yeah. <laughs> and uh I I am sorry. But um no, they they're really, really great guys. So hologram Earth is Thomas Cochran, Asher DeVries, Stephen Holshoff, Michael Muirs, and Luke Van der Velden. I hope I pronounce you guys names right because you're fantastic guys. <laughs> Ah, Okay, Uh, Thomas is on guitar Luke is on drums they met in Jarvis which was a progressive rock band which suffered a premature death and uh, saw Thomas on bass but uh, being a metalhead Thomas created uh, these homemade progressive metal demos and was working towards a metal project as a guitarist so Jarvis died a very slow death Luke decided to abandon ship and dust off his twin pedal and uh, Thomas attracted Asher and the three of them started the progressive metal band called Hologram Earth. As Asher was a like-minded metalhead and friend of Thomas, this initial Hologram Earth was a strong trio enjoying challenging music. So the recording of an EP started in June of 2012, shortly after Michael Mears was contracted for guttural grunts and all-around entertainment. Uh, Thomas and Asher are both studying music technique, uh, live sound, recording, and mixing, providing the know-how for proper in-house recording and mixing. As the EP was rounded up, Hologram Earth welcomes Stephen Holshoff on guitar to fill up the future Hologram Earth universe with additional solos and solid riffs. So here we stand as the EP is released. Um, of course, in uh, November here, it just, just recently, Hologram Earth is aiming at gigging and kicking some metal ass. Uh, the future looks bright and very mind-bending. So uh, thank you guys for, uh, for sending me all this great stuff. Um, of course, there's a, a four-track EP that I talked about, the Hologram Earth EP, and you're going to want to go to hologramearth.nl to uh, download this EP and uh, to find out more about the band. But thank you guys. Right now I'm going to play one of the songs, and uh, after that we're going to get into some great discussion that I had this week. So uh, here we go let's just do it thanks again for listening and uh man let's have some fun If you've been listening to the show in the past few weeks or, you know, you've been following me on uh, Facebook or Twitter, then at least you've heard me go on and on about this great zombie short film that I saw at the Erie Horror Film Festival called The Other Side. And it just blew me away. It was literally my favorite screening of the whole weekend. And here we are on All Saints Day, the day after Halloween, and I am really happy to be here with the makers of the other side. So uh, first, uh, Chris, Chris uh, yes. Nesposzynski, the director, writer, you know, slash, 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 a lot of things on this film. Mm-hmm. Thank you for bringing uh, so many talented people together here tonight and to be talking with me on the show.
1: Well, thanks for having us. We're, we're really excited about this. This is great. I mean, uh, thanks for the kind words about the film. Uh, we had a blast making it. Can't wait to talk about it tonight. This is great.
0: Oh, Thank well, you, uh, you know, the, the kind words came easily. Um, It was uh, it it just blew me away. I think it was a very original story told a very original way, Um, a twist at the end. You know, things I didn't expect. I thought what was going on really, you know, it it really wasn't going on by the end of the film. I mean, it was fantastic. (laughs) And of course, I'm not going to spoil this because I encourage everybody out there right now to go and watch this. And I'm going to put up the link uh, to YouTube in the show notes. But uh, man, man. And I'm joined by a lot of other great people who were involved in the film. So, Chris, can you tell me uh, who's joining us tonight?
1: Yeah, uh, over to my left here, uh, we got my brother, John Nespazinski. Hello. Uh, he did the sound design, and he's also a partner in our production company, of course, Orchard Place Productions. Uh, over to my right, here we got the lovely Katrina Rogers. Hello. Uh, and it's we're, we were real original with the, the naming of the characters. <laughs> So, Cat plays Cat. Yes. And next to her is Chucky. And Chuck plays Chuck. It's Chucky Hendershot. He also did the uh, the makeup, uh, special effects makeup. And Brittany Spinelli next to him was also in the film and also assisted and did the makeup. Wow. Well, thank you all. And then behind the camera here today, spinning around... Is Ray Mongelli, <laughs> producing partner, uh, uh, co-director.
2: I have to turn this way to talk.
1: <laughs> co-director, co-everything. Uh, you know, we worked yeah. on this whole thing together, and uh, had a blast doing it. Wow,
0: wow. Well, thank you all. Yeah. Uh, you know, again, we've been planning this for a lot of a lot of days. I mean, this is uh, you know quite something uh, production-wise. And Ray, thank you for uh, you know getting together with me beforehand and sort of planning everything out, and uh, just working through a lot of technical things, because when you're going through Skype, and some cameras, and the audio thing, it gets crazy, and man, uh, you really pulled through here tonight, and uh, I appreciate it, so thank you, man. Oh, cool. It's great to be with you. So, wow, wow. Where do we start here? I mean, this film was great. It was absolutely wonderful. It blew me away. Um, So, uh, Chris... How did this yeah. come together? I mean, wh- how did you decide to make this film?
1: Uh, well, <clears throat> there was the uh the, the short film festival, the Zombie Shorts Film Festival. And uh, Ray and I had worked together previously on the Pittsburgh 48-hour film project, which we basically all worked on as well. Um and we came in second place with that one, by the way. <laughs> oh, what the hell? Um, That's Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh no, but the Zombie <laughs> Shorts the Zombie <laughs> Shorts That's Film Festival with this one, um <laughs> You now we did win it and that's how we gained entrance into or screening into the Eerie Horror Fest. Um unfortunately we 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 didn't realize that we weren't eligible for awards and that's why they didn't put us on the website or anything like that. But that's quite all right because a lot of people saw our film, you saw our film, you know, and uh everybody that's seen it, you know, we've got a lot of positive feedback on it and uh we're real excited. You know, we shot it in one day hmm. and uh you know, finished it within a week. Sound design, editing, everything, color grading, you name it, we did it within one week to get the deadline for the film festival.
0: Amazing. Amazing. So we worked
1: pretty hard.
2: Well and and hand delivered it within that week.
0: Yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow. And I'm sure that every other filmmaker who submitted to the Erie Horror Film Fest is really glad that you weren't in the running for an award <laughs> because uh you you know you would have been up there for sure and uh would have given everybody else a run for their money man because uh wow. it was uh it blew me away um just like i said original storytelling and i mean what was the uh, development that went into this and i know uh, you know john you had you know a, a little bit into this uh um I guess sort of the the formation uh going into this and uh you actually did a lot of uh, you know things like uh, you know the score and sound design and music, which I think played a lot into the effectiveness of this. So, uh... because we're just a
3: short, small little company and production company, and, and cast and crew, here, we all had to multitask and take on many different roles. Mm. Uh, but my forte has always kind of been on the sound side of things. Mm. Uh, my brother and I actually are in a band together, and grew up in a musical family, so it's something I have always gravitated towards to begin awesome. with. Um, so for the film, again, I don't want to spoil anything um, since you were kind enough not to do so as well, <laughs> but there's, there's clearly some confusion going on throughout the film, mm-hmm. and that's something that we really wanted to convey both visually and also audibly uh, to the audience. So in terms of the sound design, I wanted to present that sense of confusion as best I could in a subtle way, so I tried to incorporate lots of little things that you're not going to necessarily notice, but things like TV static uh, a needle on a record skipping you know across a record uh, you know nails on a chalkboard just tiny little things that are slightly disturbing or you know give you that sense of what's going on or a little put you a little bit on edge I tried to incorporate that kind of real low under the
1: covers throughout the whole film yeah. and let me add that uh, the way that we work together uh, or we always have worked together is he won't even see the film when he scores it he, really I, I, yeah I basically tell him, Look, this is what I've got going on. This is the vibe that we're looking for, and you could ask Ray. Ray will vouch for this. He gives, he sends us all these files. I can't believe it myself, man. <laughs> it's crazy. And they crazy. fit perfectly, almost to the second, of where they need to be. And it's just, it's like we have a little ESP connection. It's going that brother on vibe that. or something. Yeah. Going wow.
2: Yeah. It, strange. It's
4: called magic.
1: Yes, magic that covers everything. It's
2: right. got to be. <laughs> wow. Movie
0: Wait. magic. You definitely have it. And, uh, John, thank you for your brilliance in the sound design oh, and you. the original music because um, that definitely played a huge role in what sold the spooky, sort of confused atmosphere. Um, just everything that really creeped me out about it was definitely enhanced by everything sound-wise. And even, I love, I just had to point out the, uh, the other language Supposedly, other language, you know, there's being spoken. Um, It was, uh, you know, obviously reverse speech. And that is something that really creeps me out. Uh, You know, doing a podcast and and a lot of video work and editing things, you go back and forth, and often you hear a lot of reverse (laughs) speech going on. And there's just something inherently creepy about that, inherently weird. And thank you for utilizing that (laughs) to really creep me out. And uh, I think a lot of other people um and uh so uh, you know what was your thinking in that was it was that something that uh, creeped you out as well was that uh what was your thinking in using that reverse sort of thing going on
2: well uh the reverse speech that was actually a temporary uh idea, and yeah. we were going to go much further with it, but it 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 just turned out to be
0: so creepy that that we ended up using it in the final film yeah brilliant well thank you ray for uh, for chiming in there um and of course, you had a, a a lot to do this, you know, with this as well, um, you know, not just uh, you know being a, of course, the assistant director, but yeah, you also had a lot to do with the sound, and um, you know, some of the the uh, DP work as well. So um, right, right, you know, yeah, a little of everything. Everybody, oh, yeah. you know,
2: pulls double and triple
0: duty. Well, yes. I'm sure, I'm sure. Well, I, I'm really interested right now, you know, to be talking with uh, Katrina and Chucky right now. Um, there we go visually you know you guys obviously you stole the show um and uh i think you did a lot of great work um you know chucky you know to me the very first shot that i see of you um and you had some more facial hair going on (laughs) just a little bit yeah at that point and you almost and has anybody ever said you know seeing you the first time on film you had kind of a Johnny Depp kind of thing going on. I have gotten that. Yeah. Seriously. No,
1: never heard that one. Never.
5: Johnny Johnny Franco. Yeah,
6: Johnny Franco
5: was the. up Yeah, that's
0: for.
1: his nickname.
5: Uh, Johnny Franco. James Franco, James and, Johnny Franco Depp and Johnny Depp together. Uh,
4: <laughs> if
1: they mated, it
0: would be Chuckie. Which the they
4: lunchtime. should actually. People <laughs> <They laughs> would pay to see that. <laughs>
5: uh,
0: I love did it. You well, well you guys, yourself? what was it? Uh, what was it like, um, working in this film? Of course, under a 24-hour schedule, a one-day schedule. And uh, really trying to bring these characters to life. Um, You know, Kat, uh, you have such a a crazy run. I'm trying to kind of put my words together that I don't spoil anything. (laughs) Um, But, uh, you know, Kat, the very first shot that we see here is you sort of waking up from whatever. And the beauty of this is you're throwing out so many little hints and everything throughout the film. So, what was it like playing this character um, and acting in this film that there were some reveals at the end? How did you uh, go about this?
4: Well, I guess you pretend that you don't know what the reveal is yeah. until the reveal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> in yeah. your mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. no, you do. You think about it like you, d- you don't know yourself what's going to happen. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah.
0: Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. You, you did it to me. I mean, you you all fooled me. Um, I often
4: uh, don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) So it wasn't too much of a stretch. No,
0: no, that's great. But uh, no, it was a lot of fun. Um, And uh, just, uh, you know, going out in the middle of the woods and, uh, you know, how much did you know? Did uh, did Chris feed you a lot about, uh, you know, where this film was going? Did he uh, keep a lot in the dark? Um, What was the direction like uh, for you uh, to this character?
4: No, we we knew the story.
0: Yeah.
4: Um, yeah. But sometimes when you're under a time, you end up improvising. Yeah. Mm. And what comes out of that is pretty awesome. Yeah.
0: it was. Yeah.
1: yeah I, I like <laughs> yeah. to give you know, especially these two, because you know we've worked together already. Um, I like to give them a little bit of space to you know if if a, if a line doesn't feel right to them or whatever, say what would you would what you would normally say. In this situation, you know, give it a natural speak, and that's why I think it comes
0: across so natural. Yeah.
4: We yeah. like can paraphrase. Yeah. The script.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, how much of that was you, Kat? How much did you bring into that script um, of yourself?
4: A, a ton. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. That I was could tell.
4: All cats. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, I could tell. Those are
4: even my clothes. That was my yeah. voice. I'm sorry you hair.
0: had to wash all the blood out of everything, you know, when it was all said. I didn't. Come. Oh, yeah. You just threw the shirt away. Yeah. I, I just wear it all the time. <laughs> oh, sure. Something you're proud to wear. But uh, there's the chemistry with you and Chucky. Um, it was great the way you guys interacted. Um, how much did you rehearse, if, if at all?
5: Zero. The yeah. first shot of the movie is the first time we ever worked together yeah. as actors. Wow. <laughs> yeah.
0: Man, brilliant. That's brilliant. what we said. <laughs> <Yeah>.
5: <laughs> After
1: the very first shot, Ray and I looked at each other and said, this is going to be pretty good, I think. Yeah. yeah.
0: Did you do a lot of takes of, of the shots or was it pretty much first take kind of thing?
1: Um, I think uh, usually we got it by second or third.
0: Yeah. Pretty um, we, and
1: we would get maybe two more just to be safe. Uh, but, uh, some of the takes you see in the film are actually first takes. Wow. And, uh, that's why we kind of just went with, you know, going through it, <clears throat> excuse me, logging the footage, you know, you take a look at it and you say, wow, you know, you kind of know ahead of time well, as you're shooting, you know, mark that one down. I think that was a good one. But sometimes there's things you don't see when you're shooting. And when you're looking at it later, you're like, no, this was the good one. <laughs> and it was the very first one. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's, it, it's all a crap shoot, you know? On whether you're going to get it on the first time or not, but it's so much fun.
0: We just love doing this. Oh, I can tell. Oh. I can tell, man. <laughs> and it's a, it's like a lot of friends got together, um, a lot of very talented friends, and uh, just had a really good time making us you know this uh, zombie film. It's a very original and uh, something you know. I'm a huge zombie fan. I've seen friggin' everything. <laughs> um, you know, so many things, and it's so bad nowadays what i've seen and just to see a great original zombie short in 2012 nonetheless is a breath of fresh air and i thank you so much for uh for doing that um so you know cat chucky i mean seeing the script you know obviously you know knowing chris and what he's been doing um what do you think um you know seeing where it goes from beginning to end was this uh you know, surprising to you? Is it something that you think you could pull off? Or um, what What were your thoughts, I guess, or initially reading this?
5: Well, like you said, I've seen tons of zombie movies too. So the original idea I liked a lot. And the, as you're talking about the twist at the end, I knew what he wanted to do and read obviously what he was planning. But whenever he, uh, the actual reveal of, Uh, Don't give it away. Yeah, but the actual (laughs) reveal at the end, I was surprised at who he chose, what shot it was, and all that, that I liked it a lot. Mm.
0: Yeah, yeah. Kat, I mean, reading this, was there any, uh, uh, what was going through your mind, I guess? Have you ever done anything this ambitious or violent or anything, (laughs) you know?
4: I have yet to be in a film where I don't die.
0: Oh, wow. so,
4: oh, wait. Did I give away too much? Spoiler! Except for this one, maybe. <laughs> Except for this
0: one, of course. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, don't, I forgot what happened in this one.
1: That could be edited out, right? <laughs>
0: oh, yeah.
4: <laughs> Again, I often don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, it's alright. Uh, have I ever done anything that's... No.
0: It's intense. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> very intense. No. You see the finished product and there is such a an air of intensity and you're running and you don't know what's going on. You just got to keep going and going. Um, I mean, how hard was it to keep up with this level of energy? Of course, you know, doing several takes and you haven't done that many takes, but of course shooting over a day's time, you know, it's, I'm sure very tiring, very trying, but was it hard to keep up this level of intensity of like, I don't know what's going on. Oh my God, there's my daughter. You, You know, how hard was that to keep up that, that level?
4: That is hard. I think that's the hardest thing you can do. Mm.
5: Somebody almost passed out. <laughs>
4: Seriously. I... <laughs> <laughs> um, I, mean, I think I fell one time. No, was, on...
5: <laughs> Chris wanted us to be uh, very breathy, as if we were. Oh, that's right. Running. Hmm. And, and I uh, did almost pass out. She was
4: hyperventilating. Yeah,
5: so she stood up and felt nauseous, but we got through it, and because she's a trooper. boy
4: thanks
0: (laughs) nice nice now Brittany, um you know turning to you now uh uh, you know of course a lot of this film you know you you contributed to and uh, had a lot to do with as far as effectiveness and and why i enjoyed this so you did a lot of the makeup and uh so uh, of course uh, you know tell us all about your role in the film and your experience in it all well
4: my role in the I actually wasn't sure that I was going to be acting in it until pretty much that day. Hmm. And, um, everything was pretty much improv. So like the acting thing, you know, that was just kind of spur of the moment and fun. (laughs) 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 Um, and the makeup thing I've worked with Chucky for years. So that kind of came naturally, you know, yeah, it was all really good time. (laughs) Awesome.
0: Awesome. What was the biggest challenge? I mean, was there a crazy thing you guys are out in the woods and of course, you know, I I have yet to uh, find out about uh, the the shooting situations that you were in, but what was your biggest challenge? <laughs> you know, as far as delivering makeup, delivering, uh, you know, believable, uh, you know, blood and and things like that, uh, was there anything crazy?
7: Testing the blood on me first? <laughs> <laughs> oh my yeah, gosh. My <laughs>
0: wow. Yeah.
5: But no. No, I don't think there was too many.
0: No, no. Well, kudos to what you did, Um, you know, and Chucky, of course, you know, you uh, you you helped out in the whole makeup department. And, uh, you know, is as far as a short goes, you don't have a lot of time, you know, that you're going to, uh, you know, devote to a lot of special effects and makeup and things like that. So you had, I think, some very key money shots going on here. You had some very you know, yes. you know, <laughs> one important shots that you had to deliver on. So was there a lot of stress or a lot of uh, pressure on, uh, on you two? I would say so. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
5: yeah. Um, one you may be speaking of in particular was uh, what she was talking of. We tested it, I think twice on a tree, yeah. failed miserably. And the oh, third man. time was on her and it worked a little bit better, but not where we wanted. So whenever we were doing the one take only due to wardrobe and time especially Hmm. that I was I felt my heart beating through my chest (laughs) and after we shot it I promptly laid on the ground like I won something and felt weight lifted off my shoulders and I'm sure Brittany felt that through because she was close to me in the shot for the effect that we had to do that I'm sure she felt all of my nerves if not everybody's (laughs)
4: i just try to call you (laughs) that uh do you guys remember i was there (laughs) There
0: there uh, Uh, but she's a trooper yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) i can believe it and uh man but just uh i love what you did uh i don't know the budget on this thing for makeup, if there was <laughs> anything was at negative. all, zero. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I,
1: for the whole film was pizza. I bought. Bag- <laughs> I bought. I bought
4: bagels.
5: Yeah, pizza and bagels. Pizza yeah. and bagels. I would love oh, it. They spent and... a lot on that one, actually.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love what you pulled off. Just uh, you know, just drawing from what you had already and where you've been already. Um, and I'm thinking about some uh, some scenes at the end that may involve. Again, how do I say this without spoiling I already, it? I already spoiled it. No,
4: he'll yeah. Edit out. Oh. <laughs> All
0: right, go to YouTube. See the damn film. I mean, just watch it right now so that you can... Yeah, we give it pause, away anyway. yeah. pause, pause on pause. the podcast. YouTube, we'll I'm going to flash it up on the screen. Just the link is right here. Right now. Just watch <laughs> it. And now maybe we can spoil it because uh, there, there some, I think, really specific things that I think were great about this. Um, at the end... Okay, you've watched it. I'm not spoiling anything. Um, (laughs) At the end, we see that actually this entire film, we've actually been seeing it from the zombies' perspective and maybe what has been coming from inside the zombies, what they have almost been wishing to express or see, but they probably haven't been able to from a physical standpoint that other people haven't been able to see. And so you're actually seeing what is going on inside the zombie which I think is so brilliant and so original, um, and that you pulled off so well in like six minutes. And I, I, I don't know how you did it. Um, so, I mean, Chris, you know, how did you come up with this idea? I mean, where was this, uh, you know, of course, extremely original, and right. uh, you did this under extreme circumstances. So was this something that you wrote under these extreme Circumstances, or was this something that you kind of had bubbling for a long time?
1: Um, It wasn't very long. I actually had an idea for a comedy zombie short. Hmm. It was a similar type of situation. You told it from a zombie's perspective, but it was more the zombies finding a home video camera and having like a day, you know, with like it's a beautiful morning playing and, you know, (laughs) just walking around pushing kids on the swing set and things like that. But You know, the the comedy thing, I was like, yeah, we've done comedies before. Uh, I'd rather get a little creepy with it. I'd rather get a little more, you know, cerebral. And, um, you know, I bounced the idea off of Ray and off of John, and they seemed to really dig it. So I wrote the script, you know, in one sitting. And uh, it's pretty much what we shot off of, you know. We may have made a couple of passes on it, but it's pretty much the same script. And, um, yeah, we just kind of went with it, man. No focus
0: groups or no, uh, you know, a, a, you know, Us extreme. <laughs> <laughs> what? No. I love it. And, and the brilliance of this, of course, you know, I mentioned that this was not eligible for an award at uh, the, the Erie Horror Film Festival, but that was because you were automatically uh, shown because you won um, first place at the first annual Zombie Shorts Film Festival um, in uh, Dormont.
1: Yeah, Hollywood uh, yeah, Theater.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so congratulations on that. Um Thank you. you definitely deserve it. Uh so man, this is uh this is really really great. So did you expect this, you know, Chris and John and you know, it, of course, you know, everyone else there. Did you expect this to achieve yep. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, oh said yeah. That. Yeah,
1: Ray jumped in already. Oh
0: yeah. <laughs>
2: Well, uh, you know, I, I mean, it was just such an original idea. And when it yeah. really came together, I,
0: I knew that it was something that was I, I was proud of. And I really liked the film myself. Yeah. 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 So can you watch it right now and, and, and appreciate it? Are you sick of it right now? You know, just no. going around to everybody, um, you know, even Brittany, I'm sure that you, you know, you sat through just a lot of shooting, a lot of editing, a lot of, you know, retakes. And, you know, Brittany, can you watch this right now and really say, damn. This is a I good can. film.
4: I can yes, yeah. it is a beautiful film. However, I cannot watch myself, and I haven't yet. Oh. I should probably do that. She closes her eyes when she's
0: <laughs> I, on I really. I
4: kind of <laughs> turn away. I know when
7: I'm coming, and I just like.
0: Oh. <laughs> well, you did a great job, and you you have great, you know, screen presence. So you should not be ashamed. Thank you. Did she's great a master. I'm not ashamed.
8: I just I don't know. Yeah. I, I nitpick. Yeah,
0: yeah. So Chris. Uh, no, yes, no, 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 no chucky actually next chucky, yep. um so how was it? you watch this film now, uh, you watch your performance and uh the, you know how it's screened. Are you proud of this or are there is is there anything like weird for you i mean yeah, you it's think? definitely
5: weird, but I am proud of it too, especially yeah. seeing it on a big screen what a week after we shot it <laughs> right yeah. was just it That's was insane. very surreal, so I loved it, and I'm proud of it, but yes, it
0: was very weird at the same time. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure. But uh, great job, great job. Thank it was you. amazing, amazing. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Kat, you know, going to you, watching yourself on the big screen, how many times have you, you know, watched a film on the big screen that you've been, been starring in? Three. Three? <laughs> Three. Yeah. Was it... Was it uh, more difficult this time was it easier this time after you've seen yourself a few times
4: this one this one was more difficult because i was really emotional in this Mm. one um so that was kind of weird to watch myself cry and stuff like that i don't know that's kind of weird to watch yourself too she
0: brought in in the emotional scenes let me tell you yeah you did she really brought it so was how hard was that emotionally to bring that in? I mean, through even different takes and oh, you're tired and you're just shooting stuff and you're trying to get it done. How hard is that to bring, you know, those that's, those tears?
4: That's definitely the hard. That was definitely the hardest thing, because mm. um, for a lot of different reasons. One, you know, everything's kind of extended when you're doing the takes. So you're kind of taking this really emotional scene and we kind of like stretched it out so I might have been you know crying for a half an hour no (laughs) but (laughs) but you know you're like that and then there's also like a lot of people standing around and so you're trying to for me anyway try to really make it personal that's the only way I can actually cry Mm -hmm. and really be there and that's it's kind of weird doing that in front of people you don't know um that's hard too
0: yeah that part of it yeah well you you did a great job and uh yes you did just you were so effective and again you were to me you know the central character in this film that really rocked my world of course you know (laughs) at at the end and you know we're spoiling things now so yes we can spoil it when you turn towards the camera and you're like, all of a sudden, you know, Chris, <laughs> well, Chris, all of a sudden, you know, is, a, you know, a, a character in the film. And, I, mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm going to talk with him about how that was. But uh, Chris was like, dude, that's my wife. That's my wife. <laughs> and, you know, all of a sudden you are not speaking in backwards talk, Chris. You were speaking right. in real talk. And all of a sudden I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, are you kidding me? And uh, different flashbacks. And then. And then, Cat, you turn towards the camera, and we do a lot of flashbacks towards other scenes that have sort of been redone toward, you know... In what we have... Um, I don't even know what I'm saying. It, it's, <laughs> I'm having a hard time, because it's, it's really a, a great sequence there. You're seeing flashbacks of scenes as they actually were. You know, you're seeing... Sort of a, you know, infected, zombified sort of, you know, scenes going on. I and mean, it it just rocks you. It just rocks you. And, um,
4: Zombie, zombies are people too. Yes. Wow. So we'll they are. Zombies have thinking. feelings. They are.
0: Yeah, they are. And we have seen this throughout this film. And, uh, man, it's been amazing. And, uh, Chris, of course, I mean, you make your, uh, your, your acting. Is this your debut? Um, um, I've done small things
1: before, but, yeah, I kind of did it as a necessity because we ran
0: out of people. <laughs> so. Well, this was great because, uh, you know, uh, you were on screen as well as – was that your daughter? Yes. Um, yes. Well, I uh, – you know, props to you for uh, using your daughter in a zombie film. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and was that
1: weird? My daughter's actually in uh, as well, the scene where never Kat and Chucky say that they're they smell something good and they're hungry. Yeah. And then they see the two kids. That's actually my 15-year-old daughter Sierra wow. and my girlfriend's uh, son Shane.
0: So. Wow! Wow! Well, I, uh, big happy zombie family. <laughs> yes, we're one
1: big happy zombie family.
0: Yes, yes. That was great. That was great. I I really love the way you utilized the whole filming in reverse. But then um, when you 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 edited. I don't know. You you took it in reverse, but then you you brought it into. A, I don't know what you did. What at the, at the end of that movie, you did something, where you you took it. I don't know if you filmed it in reverse and then reversed it in post or something. There was that one shot, where your daughter came up to you and you sort of put your arm around her and it, you were both talking in reverse, of course. Right. But uh, there was that well, one, and I'm like, they have to. Ad- like, film that in reverse and then reversed it in post.
1: No, what, what we did was uh, the things that I said, I chopped them up and mashed them up to my, my lips moving in, in forward. Wow. So I, I, I took the audio, reversed it, and then just made it fit, like, almost frame by frame. You totally
0: got me because I'm, I'm totally, <laughs> like, they had to have taken a lot of time. To set this up as a reverse sequence, to film this in reverse, and then to reverse it so as to make it, you know, an actual believable scene in this film.
2: Right. So, now shit. that
0: that was actually one of the quickest uh,
2: <laughs> shots because we were losing daylight, so yeah, uh, that quickly. was very quick.
0: Oh my yeah. god! Oh my. Well,
2: I
4: only had to die twice. Yeah.
0: <laughs> the amazing things you pulled off within one day to make a film that blew me away at the film fest that I go to every year. And uh, really, I'm, you know, there are a lot of great films there. And I, I am very harsh and I'm very critical, uh, especially towards zombie films because I've seen so many again. Right. um, This was one that uh, stood out, you know, among even the past several years. And right. uh, wow. wow, man! Thank you thank for you saying that. Thank you. Thanks, thank you very much. Well, yeah, yeah. So uh, you know, Chris, you know, I've talked to you here through uh, you know email and Facebook and everything, and uh, right. this is uh, sort of possibly leading to some bigger and better things. I mean, what can you tell me, if anything? Um, well, we are
1: uh, in the process of developing the story. We pretty much got it down pat on what we're going to do for a feature film. Mm. Uh, we're going to write the script. Uh, the script is being written, actually. I've been We've been writing it and passing back and forth. And uh, once we have a decent enough draft, um, you know, we're, we've got some people interested. I'll just leave it at that. Wow. <laughs> Can't say much, you know, because there's, you know, we're just, we're in the preliminary stages of everything that we're working on. So it's very early stages, you know, don't want to jinx anything. But, uh, you know, we, we, we do have some uh, irons in the fire. I say that with my Pittsburgh nice. accent. Irons in the irons. fire.
7: Irons.
0: irons in the fire. yeah hey, you went downtown and you got some irons in the fire. <laughs>
1: yeah. 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 You just want to get some irons in the fire? Yeah, no. yeah we'll get some irons no. in that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You are definitely an honorary Pittsburgher.
3: Oh.
0: Yeah. Oh. Well, I, I grew up uh, about uh, 40, 40 minutes north of Pittsburgh in Catanning. Uh, so you're so a, like a your Pittsburgher, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, 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 love, I love Pittsburgh beyond every other city every other area in the world pittsburgh is where it's at so it's uh and it was just so cool i saw this film and it was just i was sitting in and um you know just screening films and i had no idea what i was gonna see and uh this film came up and i'm like wow this was really great i'm sure some you know these people you know they were out in like los angeles or something you know (laughs) they wow you know (laughs) <laughs> and, uh, and then I opened the program, I went on the website and I'm like, this is like a ghost screening, re- You know, I-, I couldn't find out anything about you guys. I mean, where did this come from? And then I just happened to hook up with Chris on Facebook and we found out more about it. And you're like, well, you know, this is, a, you know, a very kind of late addition to the film fest because, you know, we won, you know, out in Dormont. And so we got a screening here and, and, uh, it was r- just really cool. And, um. Uh, Man, I can't believe that you guys, out of Berg you know, you, 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 you've you had such a great zombie film in a city that has so much great zombie heritage. Um, right. You did it so much justice, and thank you. Um, from a, a sincere Romero fan, um, you guys, you did it well. And uh, I can't wait to see what's uh, going to be expanded, because at the end of this film, I... I, I was left very satisfied at the end of uh, the short, but again, I was hungering. I was, I was like, "Oh man, I want to see more." What was going on here? I gotta see more. You know, as it was, I, I wanted more. And, did you stay um,
1: till after the credits?
0: I did because I saw the really shitty film that they showed after yours, <laughs> <laughs> um, and and I had to watch this. I'm so thankful you guys had this up on YouTube because uh, I was thinking to myself afterwards i'm like wow the other side that was a that was a great film but did i think it was great just because the movie i saw after it was incredibly shitty it was horrible <laughs> and so maybe it was a comparison thing and uh and so i watched it again and actually three or four times since you know over and over again and i have confirmed hands down that your film stands alone as a great great uh zombie short um absolutely fantastic but um
1: and that couldn't have been done without the cast of characters that you see here today, yes. trust me. Yeah. Each and every one of these people made it what it was. If one of them would have not been there, it would not have been as good as
0: it was. Oh, oh. Thanks, Chris. Oh, man. Well, you are, are you you're very talented. And, uh, man, I can't wait to see. So, Chris, I, I'm hoping that you're going to draw upon all this talent that we see here tonight. You know, of course, Brittany. Johnny Franco. Uh, Johnny Chucky. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> facial uh, hair uh, Chucky, you know, again, I have a hard time recognizing you because, you know, it's such a I'm 12, yeah, yeah.
4: <laughs> His mom had to sign a waiver uh, <laughs> yeah,
5: I'm sure, I'm sure
3: There is a story as Jesus. to why he shaved his facial hair if you care to hear it Oh really? Please tell
5: uh, Well, one of my favorite holidays, Halloween, just happened yes. so I couldn't think of any costumes to do with facial hair so I shaved and did Alex from Clockwork Orange, the wow, pro.
0: Oh, nice! Yeah,
5: that's the Joker from The Dark Knight. Oh, because I'm a
0: nerd. <laughs> that is very respectable, and I will totally, uh, you know, excuse the the facial hair thing uh, for those uh, <laughs> <laughs> costumes. That's awesome. Well, thank you. Yeah. I, mean, I have
1: an, I have enough for both of us. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, Chris, you know, gotta respect the beard. There we go. You know what I'm saying? That's what it's all about. So you know, I, I've heard it said that. Uh, you know, the man does not make the beard, but the beard makes the man. Yes. So. Wow,
4: that's, that's deep. <laughs>
0: oh, proof yeah. positive. That's bro talk there. Yeah, just uh, <laughs> meditate on that for a while. So
4: what's that make Chucky? Uh, oh.
1: <laughs> She's a trooper. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one thing uh, I wanted to add, uh. though, uh, when you were talking about, oh, they're they're running through the woods and yes. all this. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. woods were about... <laughs> yeah like maybe uh two or three houses in length that was it a few trees man
0: yeah i wanted to ask you about what the shooting uh, sort of thing was going on here as far as how much wood you had to go on how much uh, much. uh, yeah (laughs) yeah so tell me how tricky was that i mean we had a lot Uh, of uh you know scenes where it looked very expansive right so uh uh, how'd you pull that off
1: well we 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 looked at and we said we can shoot from this angle this way and turn around and shoot back coming this way, and it looks totally different. So we did that. You know, we we cheated that quite a bit. Um, <clears throat> the hardest thing, which I'm surprised never came across off through the audio, was there was a high school football game <laughs> going on like
4: five feet away, <laughs> and we would
2: action, and you hear tackled at the five. <laughs> oh wow. What school I mean, was I, that? It, who was who it's was like playing? Right next door. It's it's not you know, this wasn't a, like a few hills over. It yeah. was, we were right near the game. Right.
0: Oh wow. What uh what school was that? Uh, Brentwood. Uh, oh yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah. Yep.
1: <laughs> yeah. So uh yeah, that's a real small little strip of woods that wow. we cheated just as best that we could. Oh my and, God. Uh you know, we I, I hadn't you know, I had an idea there's two streets over, there was more woods. I said if we have to go over there to get more, we can. Yeah. But, you know, it kind of just worked out perfectly. It did. It did. I think everything did that day, mm-hmm. including the lighting. You know, we couldn't ask yeah. for a better overcast, perfect lighting yeah. day.
0: You uh. know, it was just, we lucked out. It was. I mean, Chris, you did the editing on this, and uh, yes. I assume you did a lot of the uh, color grading and, and the look of this film, which was fantastic. I loved it. it looked very stark, uh, very mm-hmm. bleak, and I, I assume that was, uh, you know, an intention of yes. yours, but, uh, you know, again, uh, um, I'm curious as to what you shot on, you know, I'll really geek out in you here, you know, what uh, what camera you used, and uh, how challenging it was for you to grade all the shots uh, as they were, and to bring it together so beautifully as you did.
2: Thank you. Uh, it was Ray's camera, and you can... It's just an inexpensive uh, Nikon D5100. Beautiful. Uh, it's got a great sensor, but it's
0: not, wow. it's, it's certainly not the greatest camera. A nice lens, I'm sure. Yeah, uh, it's yeah. it's
2: a vintage uh, lens and not very expensive lens, but it's a good quality uh, older Nikon lens. Yeah.
0: Wow. Great depth of field. Great use of like you know different follow focus techniques and just you know rack focus. I loved it. I loved it because you utilize that so well. Yeah, I think those kind of things uh, can separate you,
1: you know, from looking professional or looking amateurish. And we wanted to make sure that it looked professional.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So the the whole you know bleak color grading that went into this, the stark kind of shots, I mean, was that something that was just kind of captured and you went with, or was that a, a deliberate sort of art direction that you went towards? It was very deliberate
1: actually, we had talked yeah. about it even before we shot any minute of film or video, rather, you know, we just said, this is kind of the look we want to go for um, I think we kind of looked like, you know, the movie The Road with Viggo Mortensen, yeah. Yeah. you know, that's the kind yes. of look we were looking for, kind of that, yeah. you know washed out, kind of you know, what's what's the word we were
0: we, you said? It was like, uh, uh, I don't, I don't stark, know. um, bleak. Yeah. You know, uh, 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 uh high contrast, you know, sort it was of was like, thing. uh, desaturated. Yeah. I think yeah. 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 <laughs> almost of, a little blue going. kind of thing going on, you know, yeah. very, very apocalyptic looking. Um, Great. and I just loved, uh, visually, uh, the entire film, um, it was done very well, and I can't wait to see, you know, we, we, Orchard Place. Uh, tell me about Orchard Place, where we can find out more about you. Of course, you're on Facebook, and uh, there's a lot of stuff you're working on. So um, what's going on with Orchard Place?
1: Um, well, you can find us on Facebook, of course. Uh, search for Orchard, Orchard Place Productions. Uh, we have a website, which should be up by now, or is it almost up? Uh, yeah. He's calling me out. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I um, guess it will be real soon.
1: Now, when the <laughs> podcast come out? <laughs> um, yeah, we, we've you know we've owned the uh, the URL for quite a while, and we had a website up, and we've revamped it. Nice. John does the website, so uh, but it's teamorchard.com Nice is uh, where the website's going to be. Um, you know, right now we're just looking to. Uh, we've got some ideas for some other short films we want to shoot while we're in very pre production for the uh, for the f- other side the feature. Mm. and, um, you know, we want to uh work as much as possible, you know, we enjoy even hanging out together, let alone just working um I don't know we got uh got a lot of talent here, we're gonna take advantage of it, I guess you yeah. know we wanna wanna just keep pushing forward, keep on keeping on
3: yeah. yeah i guess I guess a good way to put it is uh this group of people that we have in this room right now that you're talking to. The first project we worked on together was the Pittsburgh Forty our film festival, mm. and we came in second place. Um, and we were one vote away from yeah. being first place, and wow. it was amazing because we had never worked together before, and we really made a film called Green-Eyed that we were proud of. So the zombie uh, short that we did was our second project, and we won first place. So where do we go next? Yeah. Uh, we don't know, but it's going to be fun. Wow. And you can
1: also see Green-Eyed. You can check that out on YouTube as well. Nice. Um uh, It's a very dark drama. Yeah, dark drama.
0: We did it. Shot that in forty-eight hours, so wasn't as tough
1: apparently. Man.
0: (laughs) So you guys are gonna you're gonna shoot this short or the 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 feature length probably what within a week or so. (laughs) uh, You know, is that your uh, that's your kind of mo right now? I mean, you. you Yeah, we're we're
1: shooting right after this podcast. We'll have it out on YouTube tomorrow.
4: We have a couple hours left in the day. Yeah. You want to
1: be in it, Corey? Hey, I'll drive down we're there, shooting man. right now, actually. You just yeah. don't know it. It has yeah.
4: nothing to do with the death of a podcast host. <laughs> Look
0: mm. out behind you. Mm. Just ignore that rock yeah. Yeah. Well, I hope so. I hope I can come down there and visit you guys at some point and hang out and yeah, uh, just see what you're all about. Because I, I can just tell by even speaking with you before tonight and now that we're hanging out and podcasting, that uh you're a great bunch of people. That uh you're very talented and know how to put a great film together, especially a zombie horror film, which is near and dear to my heart. And uh man, I can't say enough about it. I could just go off all night. So again, <laughs> thank you all, you know, Brittany. Um, it was it was great. Thank you for uh for just hanging out and uh hey, man, doing what you're doing uh for this short and uh again, um I, I see that you're you're going to be involved in the uh, the feature as well. I, I
4: certainly hope
0: so. Yeah, more screen time, more screen time. <laughs> I don't
4: know. <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah. No. I think yes.
0: I think you should. I think you should.
4: Well. We're all fans. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be good. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Well, I think so. Well, thank you, thank you for what you've done, you know, of course, in, uh in this film, and for talking with me tonight. It was uh, it was really fun, and uh, Chucky. I got to call you johnny johnny depp <laughs> johnny franco yeah yeah but man you you did you know fantastic job in this film and uh man
7: yeah
0: wow <laughs> can i say anything else i mean i i've already praised you i think uh it,
1: more I, than I, got, enough. I have something to add to his performance whenever we were oh. before we even started shooting i said hey chucky uh you want to go outside and get dirty because you need to look dirty yeah and i expected him to come in with like just a he rolled around and he had like, just, he just got as dirty as he could. And I'm like, that's perfect. <laughs> Again, one of those, you know, things just lined up perfectly. And yeah. And then Kat comes in with a little smudge on her hey, cheek.: Am I dirty enough?
4: That is not No, true. a little more, please. That is false.
5: <laughs> She's a trooper.
4: <laughs>
0: you are all Troopers. But uh You're Chucky. All troopers. <laughs> yes, yes, Chucky. Thank you for the brilliant performance, man. Well, I mean, you, you sold it to me, and we're great. I just, I can't wait to see Glad what you, you do it. next, man. <laughs> you did. Thank you. You did. Insane. So um, I'm a sucker. So uh, you know, whatever you got uh, in your trunk right now, I'd probably totally go for right now. At a, you know, <laughs> I believe it too. Whoa. Totally rock bottom prices. <laughs> so uh, you no, know. but no, Keep thanks, man. Chucky. Thank you. Ah. Uh, Yeah. Well, Kat, again, uh, man, you you rocked me in this film. Uh, I think you had a great performance from from the first frame you're on till the very end of the film. And uh, again, we're spoiling things here at the end. So um, just to go out... um, I thank you you know, for being here tonight, but what was it like to be shot in the head and to be killed at the very end of the film? Was that weird to be standing there? You're sort of this twitching zombie thing, and then you get shot in the head and collapsing. What was that weird? What was that like?
4: It was awesome. Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah.
4: It was awesome. Yeah. I've always... Wanted to get shot in a film. No, uh, <laughs> I was actually just kind of worried about uh, not breaking my wrists.
1: When she fell? When
4: okay. I fell. Oh. So I didn't break my wrists. <laughs> and so I would call that a success. Yeah,
0: you fell very convincingly. And, uh, yeah. you know, not She's like tr- you were trying to catch yourself or anything, you know. And, uh, <gasps> no,
4: good. I wanted to actually die. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, you did. You did. did. It's to miraculous
1: a to see movie. you. a a little bit of movie magic i did have to speed it up a little bit when she fell because you know really she didn't want to fall completely like because yeah that would have hurt so
4: i tried no she
1: did she did great i didn't speed it up much it was just a little bit you know after the fall when she actually hits the ground it's just a slight speed up on there but
0: to me you were like like a pile of flesh at that point you just went, went down and you were that was it you know so drop like a stone yeah yeah <laughs>
4: my my dad couldn't watch that
1: <laughs> oh I mean he did like, a good job
4: i knew that son of a bitch was gonna shoot you <laughs> it's like i just knew it i just i turned it off i couldn't watch it <laughs>
0: that says something if your parents cannot watch the film that's that says something right there
4: yes I, like I can't this. watch it's you it's get shot. shot. Are you serious?
1: And I'd, I'd like to give a shout out to uh, Joe Kellington, who played the biker dude, Zombie Yes. Hunter. Yeah, and uh, he, he's not here tonight, but uh, we probably couldn't have fit him in here. He's like six <laughs> foot five. This is true. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, Joe's probably going to listen. Thanks, Joe. You did a great job. You had that look, man. It's perfect. Oh, yeah. And he had the BAMF <laughs> tattoo on the neck. It's not real. <laughs> That was the prison tattoo that we put on there. Oh for the yeah,
0: I, I was actually curious about that, and I didn't ask about it because, of course, he's not here. And uh, you know, I th- there are a million things I could ask tonight just to keep us going until like three in the morning, if you want. <laughs> but uh, you know, as you know, in respect for you guys' time, and my own, you know, sort of uh, you know sleep schedule here, which is pretty much non-existent. Um, <laughs> You know, I I wasn't going to bring that up, but uh, what was that tattoo about? I mean, uh, that was deliberate, obviously. Yeah. uh, I have in my mind what that stands for, but what does that stand for? No, you say,
4: you have to tell us what you think
0: it is. Yeah, what does it stand for, Corey? B-A-M-F? Yeah. Badass motherfucker. I mean. Yes, you got it. All right. Okay.
1: Okay.
4: I thought it was big ass. Oh,
0: all right. right. (laughs) Because
1: he's so tall. (laughs) She just, she heard you just say that, and then she goes, "I just swore." Uh, Yeah. yeah. Uh.
3: Hopefully, her dad will not be listening to this podcast either.
0: Are you
4: kidding? My dad taught me that word.
1: (laughs) I just hope my, uh,
0: I hope my mom isn't watching right now because that was that was very naughty of me to say. But no, no, that was. That was great. Um,
1: We wanted to go with a prison tattoo look, so it was really, you know, made it look a little amateurish. We were going to make it backwards, so, like, he did it in the mirror. But we didn't know people would have got that, so.
4: I think it would have been awesome.
0: I think a very special segment of people would have got that and really appreciated (laughs) it. You know, know, no matter how small they were, they would have. Oh, yeah. Wow. I love you guys. I love you guys. Man. Man, well, well, Chris, you know, it, you know, as far as you know, you're the editor in this, and uh, of course, you've been a huge part in bringing this all together tonight, and I thank you uh, for everything you've done. But um, something else I have to thank you for is the very tasteful, subtle use of CGI in this film, because there were, you know, there there was some blood, there was some different, uh, you know, effects that were done in post, that were done digitally. Normally, I shit on CGI. Uh, I'm not a big fan of it because it is so overused and so very blatant uh, in so much of what we see. But you did it very, very well. Um, Again, very tastefully. When you did it, it was very quick. It was very subtle. And you added to the effect of what you were trying to do. So thank you for that. Um, how, How much work did you put into that? I mean, as far as CGI goes... Um, what was your sort of philosophy of that going into this?
1: I don't know. I've I've always been a fan of blood on the lens just because I think it's cool. You know, (laughs) it did. It conveys, holy shit. Someone just got their head blown off. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, I put a little blood on the lens for the one shot when Gary gets shot. Right. Who's also not here. Another tall person. Uh, (laughs) we couldn't have fit him in here either. Uh, (laughs) but you know, I, uh, I also, uh, did a little bullet hole on his head and tracked it. Frame by frame. Oh, really? It's, yeah, I but couldn't for some tell reason, that. With, wow. yeah, with After Effects, the tracking wasn't working right, and I was just got tired of messing with it. So you totally I got the me with that, because that
0: looked that looked fantastic, man. So thank you,
1: thank you. And uh, the last one is just the blood coming out of the back of cat's head. Uh, that wasn't
7: real. <laughs> get out.
1: Oh. Yeah, that was uh, you know wanted to add something just kind of subtle. It would being from that distance with that last zoom out shot, you know, would have been a quick blood splatter anyway and it wasn't falling on anything so it would have dissipated relatively quick i would think so right and that's my biggest
0: gripe with a lot of uh, cgi blood is that yeah you got a great blood spurt going on there but the guy that was standing six inches from you is totally clean he didn't he doesn't have any blood (laughs) i mean seriously and you gotta sell that you gotta you know and that's where practical effects i think are, are really sort of you know they trump the digital thing going on but uh you know i i just really appreciate that while you did do that you put some thought into it knowing the limitations of that and right. uh where you were at the time and it, it just uh it was really really effective i loved it and i just um again for a 24-hour shoot man just just putting this together and winning an award for this a whole thing winning an award
2: wow
1: well hopefully we may you know i'm gonna we're gonna put the film out to other film festivals and see if mm-hmm. we gain entrance and maybe win something elsewhere. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Lots of money. I hope. Yeah. Lots of money. It does
1: cost money to do that. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, uh, we're gonna win lots bagels. of money. No, we're, yeah. well, we're just gonna cost us money to put it out to all no. these festivals. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Not well. as fun. No. Well, but join. I also wanna you know make a mention since we weren't gonna spoil it before was you know the money shot in the film is that. Uh, Cat getting sprayed with blood when Chucky gets shot in the head. Oh yeah, yeah that that was done. You know, it's a one time shot. You know, he had this contraption. You might want to be able to talk about it better than I could. It's a little homemade thing, you know, with a rubber tip of a glove. (laughs) Oh really? Pressure from a bike pump and just you know. Wow. It was a it was a one time thing. He like I he stood there and I said, turn your head to the left so you're in the shot," and I'm like, "Action!"
4: Poof. Well, I had to sit there and cry and wait for it. Yeah. She's like, <laughs> and no. I was, I couldn't look at it. It wasn't even in my peripheral. No. So I'm just standing there. I have no idea when it's gonna happen.
0: And then it does. <laughs> it, does. <laughs> it does.
4: And it was amazing.
1: <laughs> wow.
0: That sounds like a total DIY sort of effect shot there. Oh um, yeah.
1: Yeah. It was. Man. Props to Chucky for doing it. Trust totally. Me. He pulled it off, man. That's the wow. money shot. Yeah, yeah one. T-
0: so one take, right? Chuck, yeah, how'd you do good. that, man?
5: Very stressfully. That was the when we tested on a tree twice that failed, and then Brittany, that it was too high oh, yeah. for her. yeah. It just yeah. got her hair. So whenever we were shooting it, I was just like...
1: It looked like a different
0: type of movie. <laughs> wow.
5: So yeah, it was definitely stressful, I but I was glad that it worked out.
0: It was these brilliant kinds of things that came together. I mean, somehow, I mean, it was it was great that uh, really, I think, made a great short here. And, uh, man, I can't wait to see what you guys pull off again. And uh, somebody, you know, John, you've been sitting over there, you know, sort of, uh, you know, silently. Um, and, uh, dude, thank you again for sitting in on this and uh, really, uh, man, adding uh, such... Uh, The sound, again, when you're making a highly visual production, you're making a film or a video or anything, it's all visual. But it is actually amazing how much the audio and the sound has to do with your experience video wise, Um, because shitty audio is actually going to lead to shitty video no matter how well you can shoot. And uh, thank you for just bringing this all together, not not only with your your design and the sound, but, you know, original music throughout this whole thing, which was perfect for this. And uh, you did a great job. So thank you. I appreciate that. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, man, again, thank you all for coming together tonight to uh, talk with me about this, because, again, I just feel like we could hang out here for the rest of the night (laughs) and I could have some more beers and and just uh, (laughs) go off about whatever. Um, but uh, again, I hope to come down and actually be there with you and uh, just to visit you guys and and uh just hang out and uh, see what you're all about but uh we'll
1: we'll, uh, we'll put you to work behind the you know fun
3: I hope set so. somewhere
0: My dream has to been a zombie you know do I, you have I any just,
3: experience with uh, pizza and bagels by chance?
0: <laughs> I have a lot in my stomach in my stomach um you know it's in pretty my mu- stomach. yeah, pretty much about it, but uh you know I, you I'll do whatever it takes. Just yeah. make me a zombie. Shoot me in the head. I don't care. Eat my guts. I I don't Got care. It. I will wear pig guts that have been festering it's for days. Now. I don't care. I mean just Challenge
1: accepted. Uh, <laughs> uh,
0: all right. All right. I I will do anything. It's it's literally 2 hours. <laughs> 2 hours for me to drive from here to there, which is nothing. So, you know, again, <laughs> thank it. you for you know, for <laughs> hanging out and just uh I think perpetuating a great Pittsburgh legacy here that is a great zombie film and uh just doing it well in a sea of really, really terrible zombie films that have been coming out lately, because anybody and everybody can make a zombie movie, as long as you have a camera, but uh, you guys know what you're doing. And, uh, again, thank you. So Thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you very much. All bro. right. Well, all the links are going to be up on the website, of course, on uh, the Electric Chair uh, website. But, uh, again, there are so many things that uh, – I'm going to link to that, are worth finding out about, of course, you know, the other side, as well as a lot of other things that Orchard Place is involved in. And uh, so we'll be seeing them again soon. And uh, let's do this again. Thanks, guys. Yay.
1: All right. Thanks, Corey. Thanks, Corey. Thank All right. you. Good
0: night. Good night. 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 This is really exciting tonight i'm I'm speaking with a very unique band Uh, i was in cleveland here a few months ago at uh, peabody's you know with misfit boy and tara and everything we were hanging out to see michael graves and one of the opening bands on uh, the second stage at peabody's was a death metal band called silver skull and so i'd got there they had already begun their set when we walked in and uh, i'm walking through and you kind of have to go into a separate room to get to that stage And I heard this music coming from inside this room and I didn't see the band yet. And I was like, wow, wow, that's really heavy. That sounds really, really cool. And I could have sworn this was like, you know, a four or five person band. The sound was just that thick. And I go in there and it's a two person band. Um, Very unique. The two members are brothers. And I welcome right now to the show, Josh and Justin Endres from Silver Skull. Guys, thank you for joining me tonight.
6: Hey, thanks yeah, for thanks, having us. Corey,
0: thanks, for having us. Absolutely. Um, this is very cool. So, um, Justin, of course, you're the, you're the percussionist. You are the younger of the two. Josh, you do uh, guitar and vocals. And uh, somehow you managed to crank out just a really thick, thick sound. So, um, Josh, could you tell me a little bit about the band, about how you and Justin uh, kind of decided to start doing this and um, just where you came from?
8: Uh, actually, uh, Justin wanted a drum set for Christmas, I believe he was eight, maybe nine, which is it?
6: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I started, I was just shy of being nine, but, uh, Andles Herrick from Camaro, I saw the Dehumanizing Process DVD, and I was confident that I could do that. (laughs)
0: Wow. Wow. Yeah, you, uh, man, you, you both crank out some amazing licks, I mean, uh, I was just blown away, especially... Now, Justin, you're, are you 13 years old now? Yep. 13. Dude, for, yeah, I mean, you've basically been playing, what, like four years. Um, you're, uh, you know, pretty much amazing. You're, you're, you're a prodigy uh, on the drums. And uh, I've, I've gone to YouTube and, and watched some of the stuff that you've done on there. I know you put up some clips of, uh, you know, things you've played. And, and uh, man, just unreal. So, <laughs> man, you got good really quick.
6: Well, thanks, man. Yeah. Appreciate
0: it. Yeah, and, and Justin as well, dude. You, you, like I said, the sound is so thick. Or uh, Josh, I'm sorry, the sound is so thick, man. You, um, now you're you're 17, is that right? 18. 18. 18. Okay. And um, you manage to uh just just play incredibly heavy licks, do some awesome runs, and and the things you do on guitar, i I just really love. And uh, you also do the vocals, and you have a great death metal voice man for being a teenager i mean how hard is it did the did the death metal style of vocals come to you easily uh not exactly at
8: first but uh i've always uh thought everybody has like an inner
0: voice and you just gotta find it you know right right so do you go through a lot of like cough drops and, and throat lozenges and stuff like that to really get you know work up your chops vocally or uh was it was it a pretty easy process Uh, not,
8: like, it doesn't actually, like, hurt or anything. A lot of people think it does, but for me, I don't know, it just hasn't bothered me at all. Wow. Wow.
0: Well, that's really cool. That's really cool. And, uh, so what kind of, what what kind of equipment do you use, Josh? Uh, What kind of guitars do you play? What kind of, uh, what kind of amps are you using to to get this sound? Uh, I'm currently using
8: an ESP for the guitars and running a Line 6.
0: Nice, nice. Line 6 is great i'm am a, I'm a big big supporter of line six i have a a spider three amp which isn't you know it's not a huge thing, but i just love what you can do with it and i love the quality that uh line six right. always, always right. puts out it's uh it's awesome but uh man man now um are you are you playing a, a seven string or a six string because i know you, you six. a six string do you do you yep. detune then uh c tune yeah drop c oh nice nice uh do you use and then I mean, are you using standard guitar strings do you use a little bit heavier strings uh, to get that keep them from flopping actually, around a I, little bit? I
8: just recently switched to twelves so oh nice, nice they're pretty big right now <laughs>
0: yeah yeah that's uh that that's really cool and uh like i said your your chops on the guitar um are just amazing uh How long have you been playing guitar
8: uh just about six months after my fourteenth birthday, actually,
0: wow. Wow, so you guys pretty much started playing your instruments around the same time. Um, yeah. So only only about four years now, and already you're out there. You're playing gigs, um, and and this is amazing. You guys are playing a lot. Now, it, Peabody's um, in Cleveland, of course, seems to be sort of your main uh, venue. Is that right? That's right. Yeah, yeah. And uh, is that pretty much your favorite place? What, what would be your favorite place to play? Um, and I know you've been other places as well, but, uh, Justin, you know, would you call Peabody's kind of your, your home, your place that you, you like to play best? Well, it's
6: like a, it's like our home away from home, but one of our favorite experiences are in California. We played recently and it was a long haul. We drove straight and it was great. Had a good time.
0: Wow. Wow. You drove, man.
6: Yeah. Straight. No stops. We weren't, we weren't playing around.
0: (laughs) Wow. You guys are crazy, man. That's, that's a, a little bit of a hike there and, um, Man, that's cool. So that went well out there in California?
6: Oh yeah, it was great.
0: Awesome. Awesome. And uh, I just, uh, I know it it seems like people just have a really good time uh, listening to you. You seem to have a a nice following, you know, especially, you know, around the Cleveland area and and stuff. And people really seem to enjoy it. And I, it was just really cool for me to hear you guys and to uh, discover you guys. And now I'm following you and I, I, you know, kind of. Uh, keep up with uh, what you're doing man so it's uh, it's really fantastic so um, of course there are only two of you in the band now um, is this something that uh, you'd want to maybe expand upon here in the future or or you pretty much want to keep your your two-man band going Um, Josh you know would you want to add anybody else you know maybe a a bassist or a second guitarist at some point or do you like kind of what you got here
6: well for us honestly it was a matter of why not have like two band members? And I know you asked this, Josh this, but I wanted to chime in on this one. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> our, our approach to music has always been that there is no rule book and we are writing our own rule book. I love we've it. We've never, when we've never wanted to be stuck inside a box and we wanted to see no box, you know? And there are plenty of other bands that have been successful without like bassists and other members as well. They were like the Cramps. They didn't have a bass player when they first started. Mm-hmm. And the Velvet Underground, they didn't start with a bassist either. And the Doors, they didn't have a bassist. They were all on piano. So,
0: right, right. And uh, man, you are just you're you're really um, kind of naming some great bands here, dude. I mean, the the more you're talking, the the cooler you know you are. It's uh, you know, those are those are some great bands there. And knowing that you're you're 13 and you you know stuff about all these great bands, man kudos dude well, that's, that's awesome
6: well thank you but we like to keep up on our musical history now okay? oh
0: yeah oh you gotta you gotta so
6: yep. yep you can't be in music and not know anything about music
0: yeah and it's a you know you're you're kind of going outside the metal genre and uh, i know you two are metal heads but uh you know just talking about the velvet underground the doors and things like that like you know what you're talking about that's great that's great so Man, awesome! So, uh, uh, Josh, like I said, you, you'd get a nice, thick sound out of your guitar. You know, you you give the sound of having a fuller band. Um, are you happy with the with the two guy lineup here? You know, the, the the brothers, which is really cool. Or would you consider expanding? You know, adding adding a member or two in the future.
8: Uh, you know, honestly, I like just keeping it us two. You know, it's just the brotherly thing. You know less drama i guess i mean obviously you know we still have our disagreements and everything but two guys it's easier i think you know
0: i just like it that way that's really cool and i i just love how unique it is you know like like i've said several times now um it, it kind of takes you off guard you, you know you don't expect just a two-person band it's so rare um and especially the sound you achieve um is just really amazing that's, uh, you know, you guys are young, like I said, uh, you're, you're in your teens. Um, so if you had a, a problem with, uh, people either, you know, places that you want to play or maybe other bands or something, um, do people, um, I don't know, are you, do you feel limited because of your real young age? Do people kind of, uh, not take you as seriously as you would like? Or are there any issues along those lines with your age?
8: As far as like limitations, like the only, uh, way I could look at it is the only limit would be us you know because mm. if somebody believes in themselves I think they can accomplish anything no matter what age they are
0: yeah have you have you run into anything you know like I said did, have people maybe not taking you as seriously as you would have well liked? Of, of course you know yeah. I mean you see our ages and I guess the way we look at it is just sit back and watch because we'll show you how we do it that's right that's right. And I encourage, you know, anybody listening right now, if you happen to, uh, especially be in the Cleveland area and you can get down to Peabody's or, um, you know, you just happen to be somewhere where, uh, you know, silver skulls play and do it, go and see them. It's, it's definitely a unique experience and, uh, you're going to have a lot of fun. You're, you're definitely going to have a lot of fun, especially if you're a metal head. Um, cause I'm a big, you know, diehard, uh, metal head. I, I love death metal and, uh, just love seeing you guys doing this. So, uh, you know, uh it, man, man, it's uh, really fantastic what you're doing. So, metal-wise, you know, the Justin, like I said, you just, you know, you rattled off a bunch of really, really cool bands. But uh, as far as metal bands go, who would you guys say are your main influences? Um, Justin, who are, who are like, your, your favorite metal bands that have uh, really spoken to you and influenced you over the years?
6: Well, as I already said previously, Andal's Herrick was what inspired me to pick up the sticks. Because so, I saw the Dehumanizing Process DVD, I'm going to repeat this, I know I already said this <laughs> before, but if you want to ask, I'm going to give you the full answer.
0: Oh, that's cool. I repeat myself all the time, so <laughs> nothing new for <laughs> the see. show. So,
6: yep. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, as I was saying, I saw the Dehumanizing Process DVD, and I saw him playing drums, and I was five years old at the time, and Camaras has been one of my, like my favorite bands growing up, and but uh, I saw him playing the drums, I was five years old, I was Heart, my heart said that I was going to be able to do that with him the second I got on a drum set. So, which obviously I'm not very good at anything like that. I know I'm not going to be able to do that for quite some time. But I, I didn't actually start playing drums until I was just shy of nine, which was in November, I believe.
0: Wow, wow! And don't sell yourself short, man. You are you're you are just on the threshold. Of uh, some really, really—I mean, you've, right now you right now—you can do amazing things that just blow my mind. Because I play the drums too. I'm—I I play drums and bass and guitar and stuff, and have fun with it. And you totally put me to shame. Um, well, thank you. It, but uh,
6: I've met Andles, and I've got lessons from him too. And oh, it's been—it's yeah, it's been quite an experience. And I've got like maybe five lessons. But I mean, whenever I was. I think I was 10 when I got my first lessons with him and it was the first time I've met him and I was like a total dork about it. I couldn't <laughs> I couldn't wipe the smile off my face and he oh, he sure. told me that I was going to take his place in Camaro if I kept up with it so it meant a lot to me back in the day.
0: Yeah. Well, you you are going to give him a run for his money here because uh, you know, like I said, and I will probably say about 30,000 more times during the interview. You're amazing. And what you do, you're you seriously are a prodigy and uh that's, uh, I just can't wait to keep following you, man, and, and just see, see where you end up, where you go. Um, because it's, uh, it's going to be really exciting. I think you're really going to make some waves uh, in the music world. So, so, Josh, man, what are your bands? What, uh, what bands do you listen to? What has influenced you, um, you know, guitar-wise or even just general uh, metal-wise? Who are the ones that uh, have really really spoken to you?
8: Uh, you know, I'm just gonna have to agree with Justin along the Camaro thing because it's kind of something we both listen to but as far as like influencing go I've just kind of done my own thing you know just especially like with the guitar tone and everything it's just you know I just liked a lot of bassy tone I guess and I've always felt that you just should do something different branch off of the path you
6: know yeah we grew up listening to all kinds of music though so whenever you think you're listening to every genre of music and all that plays into your own style of music. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I, I really love that way of thinking, uh, that philosophy that uh, you're really not trying to uh, copy a band. you know, you're not trying to say, oh, we we have to do it the way that this band does it because they're so great. Um,
6: well, I personally, I draw influence pretty much from any band. It depends what I get into. And I, I just think of that while I'm writing any song I'm playing along with. Like, I think of my mood, and that goes into how, like, when we write a song, it's moods expressed through music.
0: Nice, nice. Now, uh, you know, just uh, kind of venturing a little bit, you know, off of what we were talking about, and uh, um, how, what's the songwriting process like between the two of you? Is it uh, mainly one of you? Uh, like is it is it pretty much you know Josh comes up with a riff and then justin you know you you take that riff and you figure out the drums, or is it more a collaborative kind of thing where you guys just kind of jam on things until you find some cool riffs or what's the songwriting process like josh what's a uh, how do you guys do that
8: uh it depends honestly like sometimes Justin'll come to me with a cool drum beat Usual and I'll write a riff to it go ahead. <laughs> <laughs>
6: Sorry, but uh, usually it's just like a magic thing, you know. I can't explain it. It just happens like that. We just kind of put it together. We think together. We put our heads together. We write a song. Sometimes he'll come up with something, and I'll put something to it. Sometimes I'll come up with something, and he'll put something to it. But usually it's all on a team effort, and it just, as I said, happens like magic.
0: Yeah, and a lot of the songs, you know, of course your CD is uh, Spread the Blood. And listening to this, um, you can tell that you guys are very tight and uh the way that you put these songs together um uh, because the the drums and guitar r- are, are really tightly knit um you know you you follow each other as far as uh rhythms and grooves and and different things so you can tell you both really had a lot of say in it and uh so that that's really cool that uh you know you, you work together as well as you do and uh you get along, you know, being brothers, and of course, I'm sure you're around each other a lot. And uh, just being able to, uh, to produce such excellent work and get along so well is, um, is really amazing. So, uh, man, do you jam a lot? I mean, do you just get together and, and just say, let's just, let's just start jamming on something and, and see if something happens? Or do you, do you actually try to sit down and write something? Um, you see, sometimes it happens like that, too. Like, for some reason,
8: like Justin said, I guess it's like magic, you know, whatever he said, but uh, yeah. it'd be, like, improv. For some reason, like, I could just break out no a random riff, he could break out into a random drum riff, and then, like, or a drum beat, my bad. But, like, we could stop, and then all of a sudden, you know, not even looking at each other, just break into something that fits totally together. I don't know how it works, but I guess we just know each other.
0: <laughs> and that's it. I think that's uh, the mark of a great band, and and just chemistry, uh, being musicians and working together. I think you guys have found a really um, a great combination here, and uh, it, it's just an easy combination, being it's your brothers too, and uh, that you know each other on a different level than say you know uh, for example me and and somebody that I'm playing with maybe my buddy down the street or something um, you know you guys have a different sort of connection and uh, I think that that shows in the music so so um, I'm watching you guys at uh, Peabody's and of course the first thing that strikes me other than you know this incredibly heavy wall of sound that's you know basically punching me in the face um, is the makeup I love your makeup you have great presence um so um what was uh w- were there specific influences in uh in your makeup of course you're both painted up um like you have skull features on your face which is really really cool I love that but um what was the uh, what was the thinking how did that begin
6: Well honestly the face paint wasn't our idea we actually met someone at a show and became like instant friends with him and uh he had past experience working with bands and became part of our crew and he actually suggested that we should paint our faces up like that, so naturally he became our face painter. Awesome. Although I'm sure, sh- I'm sure where you're going with it is that you noticed the uh, Michael Graves similarity.
0: <laughs> well, it you know it, it's weird because I you know I happen to see you opening you know for Graves. That's so. what I'm
6: saying. That's why I'm <laughs> yeah. saying that. Cause I'm figuring that's where you're going with it. Yeah, but thinking- we begin. Yeah, we began to paint our faces because we asked him with permission from him, and he loves it. So, matter of fact, we actually have a picture of him wearing our hoodie. Post it's on our Facebook.
0: No way! Oh, that's awesome. Yep,
6: yep, he loves it.
0: Graves is a great guy. Michael is uh, fantastic. So, what would you think of uh, of Michael as a person? I'm, of course, you know his performances are are outstanding. But uh, when you got to meet him, what would you guys think of him, Josh? You know,
8: honestly, I didn't really talk to him much cuz I was my guitar was screwing up that day. Oh
0: man. <laughs> so I didn't oh. really get to talk to him. Oh.
6: We were we were also helping him load up on stage and everything else too.
0: That's cool. That's cool. You guys just kind of help out where you you know, you're needed and just sort of sort of you know, do you know, do whatever people well, need I you think, to do. Well, I think uh, uh the time that's everybody cool.
6: in the music industry knows that uh loading up on stage is kind of the worst part of the night
0: yeah 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 well that's uh that's really awesome but no uh you know michael i've uh i've actually he, he's been on my podcast before um i've seen him a couple times at peabody's he was at the Rockstar um before and uh you know he was doing acoustic stuff and uh you know now just uh touring electrically and he's doing some new you know great stuff with a new album and uh Fantastic guy. Of course, I, I started listening to him uh, when he was in the Misfits. And I don't this is probably going, um, I have to remember you guys' age um, before, you know, I start going back into the 90s and everything, but he, he sort of, you know, was uh, was the new uh, Misfits vocalist in the 90s. And of course, you know, going back to the 80s and 70s and everything, it was Danzig before that. And um, you guys into the Misfits very much? Do you guys? Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, But uh, no, great guy. Um, Very laid back and very chill. He's like, uh, he's a horror punk guy. But, uh, you know, you expect, you know, the horror, horror punk guys to be more, I don't know, angrier or something. Almost like I was, I I was expecting you guys to be a little angrier um, than you are. You're actually really, really cool and laid back and, and fun. Um, Well,
6: well, the whole angry thing, that's just a stage to show now.
0: uh, Yeah, yeah, I'm seeing that, and you guys do it really well, and I respect that. I I totally dig it. But uh, no, I mean, do you get to meet a lot of the bands that you open for? You've opened for a lot of big names, you know, uh, of course, Graves, and then uh, I know just recently, didn't you uh, open for uh, Obituary at Peabody's?
6: Yeah, I think that was on the uh, 16th of September we played with them.
0: Yeah, yeah, so Obituary, man, those guys go back a long time. They're one of they're like one of the great-grandfathers of death metal. Uh, they they kind of started it all, um, or one of the bands that started it all. Um, so do you get to meet these bands that you open for? Uh,
8: Usually. You know,
0: we've met a you lot
8: of the bands that we share the stage with. Uh, like in general... Whether we're meeting the other bands or the people in the crowd, you know, we uh, have met a lot of great people over the years that we've done this. Yeah,
0: yeah. Are there any standouts as far as uh, people you've met, maybe bands that you've met? Um, You know, of course, uh, you know, Justin, you you talked about meeting, um, you know, Kamara's drummer and everything and and taking lessons from him. But, you know, as far as playing out, uh, being at a gig, is there any kind of uh, standout moments for you guys?
6: Um, i'm gonna have to say that Wetain was probably a very rememberable show for probably everybody in our crew and everybody that was probably at that show
0: nice 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 josh would you agree is that uh that well uh, considering Wetain had
8: rotting animal carcasses on stage i'd say that <laughs> was an experience <laughs>
0: i love it i love it man and you guys um you know d- talking about this the stage presence the stage show you guys are very um very down to earth very raw um you know you just rely you you have a lot of energy and I love watching you guys uh, thinking about the stage show about things that you could do you know do, is there any way that uh, you would want to work in kind of you know crazy stuff like that you know you talk about animal carcasses and and weird stuff do you ever think about uh, you know working in any, any sort of extra things like that, um, anything that sort of, uh, uh, I guess, enhances or augments the stage presence? Or do you just want to kind of rely on the, this raw energy that you two have?
8: Well, of course, you know, people go to the show to see the live show, you know. Right. But uh, about what you said earlier, just a little bit ago, about like the whole experience thing. Uh, how Justin was talking about back in California. I'm sure you remember how he stood up on his throne and you know slit his throat and went with all the blood and everything. Yes. Did you catch that? Oh yeah. In uh, California, we actually pulled a little girl up, and she was probably like eight, maybe nine years old. And Justin uh, actually got her all bloody, gave her the knife, and then she went in the crowd and started cutting up people. So Beautiful. That was definitely <laughs>
6: awesome.
0: That's, uh...
6: Besides that, we usually let the music speak for itself.
0: Yeah. Which it does, and uh, like you said, you blew me away, and uh, it, uh, man, I just, uh, I really hope that I can get back soon to see you guys. You're, you're in Cleveland, I'm in uh, Erie, Pennsylvania, so, you know, I'm in, like an hour and a half away or something, and uh, you know, I really hope to get back down there and, uh, and see you guys again. Cause, uh,
6: well, we're probably going to be in Pennsylvania, like, in February.
0: Oh, seriously, where are you going to be?
6: Well, we're not 100% sure. We just, we're working on maybe something going on there.
0: Oh, well, cool, cool. I uh, I have, uh, you know, some uh, suggestions, you know, if you'd ever want to consider coming up this way. You know, Erie is a great spot. We got a great music scene up here. And um, I'm sure I, I would love for you guys to, to come up. And, you know, I'd certainly love to, love to talk with you again and uh, go see the show for sure. So, uh, you know, we
6: did a we did a Battle of the Bands once in uh, Erie. Oh, really? We, uh, yeah, we landed first place. It was in 2010, I think.
0: Beautiful. You guys won. Man. Yeah. Sweet. Sweet. That's, uh, you know, I'm not surprised. So turning to the CD. I bought the CD from you guys, Um, you know, when I saw you. And uh, it was really cool. I love the production on this thing is, is actually really cool. It, it's sort of, uh, as far as the audio goes and the recording goes, it's like a demo kind of thing. But, uh, I love your packaging and your artwork. Um, not only on, on this CD, but also your website. You got a great website, which is what silverskullmusic.com. And, uh, it, yeah, uh, right. yep. yeah, you guys, you have some great, um, you know, artistry going on here. So, uh, do you guys do this, or do you have somebody that uh, takes care of your your artwork here, or where does that come from?
8: Joshua, uh, I, yeah, I, I put together the spread the blood artwork. That's actually photography, dude. Really amazing, everything.
0: wow, wow, you're really talented, and uh, all the 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 graphic design and and packaging and everything. Do you do you do that as well? Yes. Wow, dude, man, if this music thing doesn't work out for you, dude, you 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 got a career in uh, and visual arts, for sure. That's uh, <laughs> Holy cow. That's so well, thank you, man. <laughs> That's impressive. No, because uh, that really, uh, it, it drew me in. Because I'm like, not only is this a, a, a really unique band, a band that sounds great, that I'm interested in seeing, but um, I saw your CD, and I'm just like, wow, this is really well done. These guys are serious about what they're doing. And then, of course, I go to your website, and it's amazing as well. Um, you know, it's a, it's a great experience. Um, and something I've, I, today I'm knowing that, uh, you know, before the interview, I'm like, Oh, I'm, you know, I'm going to go back to their website. I'm going to brush up a little bit, you know, on, on these guys and see what they've been up to. And I was pleasantly surprised by an Android app. Um, because I'm an Android guy. I don't use, I don't use Apple stuff. Um, but I have, I have Android phone and a tablet and I was so happy to see this app. So now I have the Silver Skull app on my phone and my tablet. Um, how did that come into being? That's that's actually really cool. I can find out about you guys. I can listen to some songs. And, uh, man, what, what's going on with the app? Uh,
8: Actually, I was just trying to learn coding, and it was just something, you know, okay, I'm going to try to code
0: this and see what goes, and <laughs> I just threw something together. <laughs> you threw that together. Dude, it's awesome. Wow. Wow. That's... uh. That's really cool. So you can go, if you go to uh, silverskullmusic.com and and uh, go on to the, uh, I think it's on the media page or, um, yes. yep. yeah. And there's a QR thing that you can scan there and, uh, you scan it on your phone or your tablet, of course, Android, and, uh, it automatically downloads this app to your phone. You install it and you got Silver Skull goodness, um,
9: <laughs>
7: you know,
0: wherever you go. And, uh, it was just really cool and, uh. I love seeing that you guys are really keeping up with all this technology. I I was just, you guys impress me every, on every turn. Um, So that's, uh, that's really great. But wow. Wow. Um, You're, I I think you're definitely positioned to go some great places and uh, do some great things. So, um, you know, looking down the road, of course, you guys have only been doing this like four years. So maybe it's a little, uh, you know, tough to look ahead. Um, but where would you like to see yourselves in, like, five, maybe even ten years down the road? What do you see in the future? Justin, man, I mean, you're you're 13, so maybe by the time you hit 20, you know, where would you like to be at that point, um, musically?
6: Well, where we will be in five or ten years, that's not really something we can say, because it's uncertain, but really the only thing that we are certain of is that we will still be musicians. It's mm. the only thing we've ever wanted to do, so... What else is that we're going to be doing? We have always believed that if you love what you do, you will never work a day in your life. We didn't get into music to be rich or famous. We got into it because it's what we love. So no matter where our music takes us, we will always be happy doing what we love. And there is no greater paycheck in the world than your own happiness. That's how I feel about it.
0: You are so wise beyond your years, man. Wow.
6: I get that a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow.
0: Man, man. And Josh, you know, I I, I assume you you're pretty much the same way, but uh you know, again, you're 18. Um you're uh pretty much uh are you guys still both in school? You um uh, I'm I'm talking to you on a school night here, so uh
6: Well, I'm, I'm graduated. I'm, st- I'm still in school. I'm actually the vice president of the honor society.
0: Wow. Wow. No one no yeah. I'm I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised about any of that. You guys are Really intelligent and uh really well spoken and you guys are like so much smarter than me
6: well, like, I'm also cow. a year i'm your ahead in school, because so, 'cause I'm supposed to be in eighth grade, but I'm in ninth grade, so I'm a freshman technically
0: dude, wow, holy cow so uh Josh, you've already graduated um so uh where does it go from here? Are you going to um more aggressively pursue uh this musical endeavor? Um, are you thinking about college or something else like that? Um, where you're, what are you focused on right now? Um, pretty much. I'm just going to lock it
8: down, you know, musically wise and definitely give it my all and, you know, just
0: give everybody what they want to hear. Nice. Nice. That's what I like to hear. I'm just, uh, I'm blown away by you guys. Um, because of course I didn't know you hardly at all before tonight, and uh, I just knew you from what I heard at Peabody's and what I've seen on the web and, and stuff. But just talking with you, wow, you guys are, are really, really smart in what you're doing. You're really, really uh, talented and you know it. And uh, I'm just, uh, I am so excited about what you're going to do next. Um, you know, you have the CD, you recorded it. Uh, it came out in uh, uh, 2011. And uh, are you uh, recording anything? Do you have plans to record Um you know new material or what are the plans you're touring a lot you know you have a lot of gigs and stuff and uh so but recording wise do you have anything uh that you're doing now
6: well Uh, we actually we have (laughs) we enough material for three or four more cds so oh man expect some expect some more in the future
0: wow put out a box set exactly yeah man that's cool you you had to have had some uh really supportive family in this you know of course being teenagers being minors uh you know the, your, your parents and your uh your immediate family around you had to have been very supportive in uh, what you're doing so how big of a role has your family been in uh sort of how you started and worked up to where you are now um how, how has that been, Josh? Uh, what's the what's the the family support situation been like? Because I'm I'm sensing that it's really been fantastic.
8: Well, of course, you know, I mean, you got to have your family support, and you know, they've always been there for us, and it's definitely something that helps us along. Because you know, it's great to have your
0: family there supporting in everything you do. Yeah, yeah, and, and Justin, um, I mean, would you agree? I mean, you know, without the support of your family, I mean, of course, you asked for you know a set of drums. You know, when you were, uh, you were really, really young. and uh, Well,
6: I know that a lot of what we did wouldn't be possible if I didn't have family support, because as I wouldn't even have a drum set if I didn't have... Because my mom and dad had to believe in me enough to actually could do what I was claiming I could do.
0: That's really apparent in uh, what you guys are doing. I mean, this is a great story, and... Uh, you know some uh, you know young people that have a lot of talent and their their parents just um really believing in that talent and um giving to that and supporting that and making it really come alive um i'm just uh you know it, it's a it's a great story but uh thank you for uh for what you're doing it's uh it's really great so uh man man you guys of course are um you know, being into metal, being into, uh, you know, doing the, the skull face paint and everything. Do you guys like horror movies? Are you horror fans?
6: Honestly, we actually don't really watch horror movies. Really? Yeah, we don't, we don't really watch them.
0: That's surprising. That's surprising. I'm, uh, you know, I, I sort of, uh, you know, figured you'd do, uh, be into. Really gory stuff, really uh, gruesome. Oh, yeah,
6: I am. I get into that, but I yeah? don't watch it too frequently.
0: Oh, yeah? Well, what's... Uh, you know, name a movie. I mean, what's the last movie you saw that, uh, you know, horror-wise, that uh, you really liked, Justin? What was that?
6: Um, it was in the Saw series, but I don't know which one it was. That's how gory it is now. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. Yeah, well, that, I mean, they all just sort of blend together. You know, all the Saw movies, you know, they're they're very That's- similar, very gory, so... Yeah.
6: yeah, that's why I don't remember which one it was. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, I'm the same way. I'm the same way. You know, other than you know, Saw One is is sort of the first one is is uh, sort of unique from the rest of the series. But you know, Saw Two through what they do like two hundred or what you know, whatever. However yeah. Many, yeah, Um I, I don't I,
6: really, I don't really watch movies too often though because I mostly just play music. That's awesome!
0: Wow, wow, I love it. Josh, are you the same way? Are you a movie watcher or? pretty much just a a music guy yeah
8: i don't really watch horror movies you know i mean, I think a couple nights ago i might have watched a little bit of silent hill i think i think i don't know which one it was but
0: i know it was one of them (laughs) oh that's cool that's cool what uh you know as far as uh, i'm sure you know throughout the years you've watched horror movies just growing up and everything is there like a horror movie that sticks out to you throughout the years, you know, that you might have watched when you were young or maybe whatever? I mean, is there a horror movie that's just really scared you at some point in your life?
8: You know, this is going to sound really weird, could being that Justin just said he watched Saw, but I absolutely do not like Saw at all. <laughs> really? No, that's cool.
0: That's, uh, that's cool. Yeah, that one just, I don't know, something creepy about that one. <laughs> mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, that's definitely, you know, especially the first one. To me, is is very just uh, surreal, very unsettling, very... Uh, right, exactly. <laughs> very effective. But, uh, man, well, this was really fun just finding out about you guys. Um, again, I, I didn't know you, and I, I sort of had, um, I guess, some assumptions about you just based on, uh, you know, seeing you, listening to you, going to your website and, and stuff. Uh, you know, I just uh, I sort of had these these preconceived uh sort of assumptions about you but just talking with you man this was fantastic learning about you and and meeting you finding out what you're all about it's um it's really been great um so uh, you know thank you for what you're doing and uh what are you guys doing next what's uh do you, do you have some gigs coming up is there somewhere you're playing um what what are you doing anything exciting uh justin
6: hello um I've done a lot in the music industry that I probably didn't think I would do. But I know something I never thought I would do and we're going to be playing at Claymont High School on the 21st. Nice.
0: Nice. Yeah,
6: yeah it's going to be it's going to be something.
0: <laughs> Sweet. Sweet. Yeah, that's uh that's exciting. Josh, uh anything on the radar here that uh you'd want people to know about? Of course, I'm going to put up all your links on the, you know, on the website and stuff and where people can uh, find out more about you, but uh Anything kind of here on the horizon for you guys that uh, that you want to let people know about? Uh, there's
8: definitely some stuff in the works. Nothing we can exactly announce yet, but it's cool. there's definitely some big things to come. Cool,
0: cool. I can't wait, and I uh, I hope we can uh, keep in touch. That uh, you know, I can uh, just uh, keep up with what you guys are doing because, uh, like I said, I love I love the uh, philosophy of your band. Just as unique as you are. These two brothers doing some great, great metal. It's just really encouraging, I think, to a lot of people. I mean, a lot of young people want to get into music. A lot of, you know, of course, you know, you see a lot of bands out there. And uh, young people just want to get into this. You know, they want to pick up the guitar. They want to pick up drums. They want to do something. Is there anything you guys have learned just through this whole process, of course, of uh, learning your instruments and forming a band, going out and doing gigs? Is there you know, any sort of bit of wisdom that you guys could offer somebody that just wants to start, they just want to learn an instrument and get out there and play in a band, Um, is there any sort of uh, advice that uh, you could give to people starting out right now? Um, Well,
8: I definitely think uh, if you set your mind to it and definitely believe you can do it, there's you know, the sky's the limit you know, the only person that's going to limit you is yourself, you know, you just go with it whatever
0: if you don't even if it doesn't feel right and you like it just do it you know right right yeah justin what do you think man you know i mean wow coming from a very young age picking up the drums learning the drums and and progressing extremely well extremely quickly um man just going out now you're playing gigs with these huge huge name bands is there any sort of advice? I mean, what do you you know? Somebody even starting out uh, around your age and just really interested in in uh, in playing and wanting to get out there. Um, what would you say to somebody that wants to do that?
6: Well, my motto has always been believe in yourself and you can do it. And if anyone says no, don't listen to them. Right. Man. I feel even like if people don't like it and you like it, I got to agree with Josh there. It's, that's what I feel. If you like it, who cares what everybody else thinks?
0: Wise beyond your years. I'm saying, man, you guys, uh, you just amaze me, amaze me. And I, I'm so happy I got to talk with you and meet you. You guys are fantastic. So thank you again for speaking with me tonight. Just hanging out. Um, and uh, like I said, all of your links are going to be up on the show notes on my website for this episode. So, uh, definitely, you got to check out Silver Skull. And uh, one thing before, I I meant to end the, the segment right here, but uh, just saying Silver Skull again brings me to one final question. That is uh, the name. How did you guys uh, settle on Silver Skull? Where'd that come from?
8: <laughs> uh, actually, if you look at his drum set, you might notice, like, Silver Skulls on it. Ah, uh, yeah, pretty I, much, yeah. That was pretty much the. Uh, solution to the band name right there. You get the drums, Silver Skull. Hey, that sounds great. Let's
0: go with that one. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And that was, that was literally it. There was no symbolism or any sort of deep meaning. It was just, you got Silver Skulls on your drums, so let's call the band Silver Skull.
8: And then, you know, n- naturally now we're painting our faces, so, you know, we're becoming, we are Silver Skull. I love it.
0: I love it. Oh, you guys are great.
6: Man. But the, uh, another thing is that drum set is very associable excuse me, associable with uh, Silver Skull. Like, if you see the skulls? And I've seen, like, I've walked into Peabody's and other venues before, and they see the drum set, and they see me carrying it, and they're like, hey, it's Silver Skull!
0: Beautiful. Man. Man. Could I say anything, you know, more great things about you? Because uh, you're definitely one of these bands that uh, are up and coming, that people are going to want to watch, and you have such a presence, you know, in Cleveland and the whole, you know, kind of western... Um, Pennsylvania, Eastern Ohio, kind of thing. It's, uh, uh, really exciting. So thank you guys. Thank you. It's just very honored. You know, I'm very honored and very humbled that two so talented people would, uh, speak with me and, and hang out here tonight. And, uh, so I wish you guys nothing but the best and, uh, hope we can keep in touch. So thank you guys.
6: Yep. Thanks for having us out, man.
0: Absolutely. Josh, um, uh, Thank you as well for uh for coming on and uh man, I hope I can see you guys soon. I really do. Come to Erie. Come to Erie. <laughs> we'll get there. Awesome. Awesome. Well, silverskullmusic.com is where it's at and of course all the links will be up in the show notes as I've said like 10 times tonight. So, that should encourage you all to be checking out Silver Skull and uh hey, it's been a great night. So, good night, guys. <laughs> Electric chair. 13. A Gothic Fairy Tale Inspired by Little Red Riding Hood by Aline de Winter. Thirteen girls were ready at winter's end. All in our thirteenth year, we waited to find out which one of us was to be awarded the red cloak. Time stood still while we stood in a ring around the moon dial. The grandmothers sang and changed our positions at every thirteenth measure until the moon rose and cast the shadow of the dial like a long pointing finger upon the chosen one. Madame Sylvanus had offered our threadbare village a great deal of money for one of us. The chosen girl was to live in splendor at her great mansion in the forest, wear gowns of colored silks and sparkling jewels, and attend Madame's magnificent midnight feasts. Madame did not reveal why she wanted one of us, only that she did not care about our common origins. Rather, she was looking for a girl with mysterious qualities that only the moon would know. So there we were, on that thirteenth day, at the mercy of the moon. We thirteen watched the lengthening shadow of the moondial's pointer with mounting fear, for everyone had heard the wild chants and howlings that blew through the forest in the night, had seen Madame shun the church as if it burned her, and watched her grow old and then, eerily, young again. Thirteen girls of thirteen years stood in edgy silence around the moondial, watching the shadows creep closer. Telepathic voices whispered our fears beneath the constant singing of the grandmothers. Shadows rippled through the budding trees, rustled the green shrubberies, padded across the clearings to glance at us and move on the moon looked over the wind-swept evergreens at the central stone of the dial and cast its long bone of darkness a long red cloak was draped around my shoulders the red hood pulled up and over my head madame sylvanus sent payment to the village It was my role to wear the red cloak and distribute the gifts of gold, silver, clothing, and sweetmeats to every house. I was to be petted and spoiled until flowers filled the trees. Then I was to walk alone into the forest to the other side of a stream, there to await my patroness. Friends came to warn me with stories of dark huntsmen, virgin sacrifices, and barbaric rituals. Some said Madame's mansion was guarded by wolves, I shivered in my bed every night after that, dreaming that wolves chase me over the stream, drawn by my smell and the redness of my cloak, fluid as blood spilling among the trees. The moon beamed down, washing my windows with white brilliance. I heard them in the distance, howling down the night. When the trees smelled of honey, I was sent alone into the forest. The long train of my cloak swept over last winter's leaves with a susurrus sound along a thin and winding path trodden centuries ago by hunters. On my arm was a basket, a gift from my mother to madame of red roses, blood pudding, and blackberry wine. Soon the trees grew unfriendly. Dark, tapering spires and long, tangled limbs crowded the boundaries of the path. Twilight brought owls and lowering gloom. Gurgling water alerted me to the nearness of the stream before I saw it rippling like a silver ribbon through the screen of trees. On the other side, an opulent carriage pulled by three white horses waited. The driver wore a hat that obscured his face. A gust of wind opened the door and I was suddenly inside, sitting against a blanket of grey-white fur. As we rattled off, darkness fell until all I could see were stars and the glittering night eyes of wolves racing along the ground. The path went steeply up between banks of lupins before we drove into the forecourt of the mansion, a looming turreted darkness against billowing moonlit clouds. Madame sparkled with jewels in her high-backed chair near the fire. Her dark red hair, held in place with a furred wolf's claw, was like a flame rising from the smooth, pale oval of her face. She gazed at me down the length of her nose with narrowed green eyes. I struggled to still my trembling limbs as I was seated across from her by a maid who was not much older than I and rather gruff-looking for such a grand household. Don't be afraid, said madame. I am not your enemy, but your benefactress. There are many wonders in store for you. What is your name? Flora, madame. Flora, for a flower. A charming name. And flowers you shall have. Madame rang a little bell, and the maid returned. Elspeth, Bring us some tea and cakes, and the box with the lupins on the lid. Yes, madame, said Elspeth. She curtsied and hurried away. So softly that I was not sure if I heard them or not. Wolves howled. The full moon shone in the tall windows onto madame's face, and for a brief second, perhaps due to a trick of the light, I thought she was one of them. I must have looked quite startled because she smiled in such a way that I thought I might have seen true. Why do you laugh? I blurted out. Because the moon in her ineffable wisdom has sent me a child with rare gifts, not everyone can see me as I am. I was startled again by the arrival of the tea tray. On its golden surface were china cups and saucers, a steaming silver pot, and a box filled with dried blue flowers that Madame sprinkled into our tea. Her fingers entranced me with their rings and long, sharp nails. She pushed the teacup towards me, but I did not drink. "'Who are you, Madame Sylvanus? I asked. "'That you will discover soon enough. "'What of me? What part am I to play?' "'You're my companion, and when I am gone, "'this house and all its grounds shall be yours. "'My house is very old and has, like a small foreign country, "'many strange traditions that must be maintained, "'traditions much misunderstood by the outside world. "'Why me?' "'The moon chose you out of thirteen. That is good enough for me. I swallowed my sense of foreboding, not daring to ask the questions that quivered like a bowstring between us. Elspeth showed me to a room at the top of the house. There was the bed, the carpets, a dressing table, and windows that opened out onto a wide balcony overlooking a garden. The moon had fallen low among the trees, and out of that mass of shadows stepped a tall, dark man. He raised a winding horn to his lips and blew a somber note. Suddenly, A large white wolf sprang out of the shadows below my balcony and dashed away into the forest. I never saw Madame Sylvanus during the day, but was expected to join her in the drawing room at twilight. As all the gowns in my wardrobe were red, it was in a red gown that I sat with her. She wore a black gown blistering with diamonds and rubies. We feasted alone every night on such foods as I had never dreamed of eating, So rich and savory, so sweet and fragrant were they, that I had all I could do to not overfill my stomach. I was fascinated watching Madame handle things gracefully with her long fingernails, never trying to conceal the fine white fur on her palms. One night, before she handed me the wine, she pricked her finger and let fall three drops of blood into my goblet. Do not be afraid, Flora. That is one of our old traditions to celebrate the dark moon. Drink up. You will not taste my blood diluted in the wine but it will form a bond of eternal friendship between us i dutifully drank my wine and felt my stomach grow instantly hot i fell into a fever that lasted for several days and when i came out of it i learned that madame sylvanus had died she lay in state on a red cushion in a casket of glass wearing a pale jeweled gown lupins were gathered in vases around her tall candelabra numerous and bright gave the impression of a forest burning. As I marked the serenity and beauty of my late mistress's face, the dark man stepped out from behind the curtains, pulling them away from the window and letting in the night. He was very handsome in the candlelight, magnetic, mysterious. Yet I drew back and fled out into the yard. A pack of wolves drove me back inside, straight into the arms of the huntsman. Rays from the full moon shone across the foot of my bed onto a girdle of soft, scarlet leather stamped with gold. I stood at the mirror and put it on, admiring how well it suited me. I heard the sound of the hunting horn and instantly lost all track of myself. In the morning I woke, exhausted, lying in a field of purple lupins. It was not long before my true fate was revealed to me. I was sitting in the high-backed chair beside the fire when the huntsman appeared in the room. Having fallen into wickedness to acquire her great wealth, Madame Sylvanus was fearful for her immortal soul. The only way to save herself was to transfer her obligations to an innocent, and thus freed, leave this world unstained. You were that innocent. You now have the dubious honor of redeeming the sins of a werewolf. I drew back, horrified. She has damned me, but I've done nothing wrong. He smiled. "'You dined at Madame's table on human flesh "'and drank wine containing Madame's blood. "'Of your own free will, "'you wore the girdle made of Madame's skin. "'You, my child, were chosen by the moon "'to ascend to Madame's place as mistress of the wolves.' "'The moon shines down full and bright. Thirteen blasts of the hunting horn "'and thirteen wolves encircle the huntsman. "'Our paws beat a spiral into the snow.' White and shaggy, I am the strongest and most eager. I lead them through the forest, to the lanes of villages unknown to me, and do the biddings of the huntsmen. I no longer wear the red cloak with the red hood, for I am red with my deeds. Let me eat your brains.
9: Rain smells
10: so good, so so rich and spicy. Spicy? Yeah.
9: Joey, I am not. It's a dead guy.
10: Yeah. No! <laughs> Honey, it's
7: only me.
9: Okay, okay, okay. Take me, baby.
0: There we go. What an episode this week. Had a lot of fun. Thank you to uh, Chris Nespazinski and to everybody involved in uh, Orchard Place Productions and the other side. I had so much fun. Like I said, that video is going to be available in the, the next uh, episode of the Electric Chair 2D. Um, and hopefully here soon. That'll be released, but who knows? Who knows? The video thing's a lot of work, you know, and it, it just is. Um, but uh, thank you to those guys. I just uh, had a great time, and hopefully we'll be talking with them again soon. I can uh, get down and visit them and uh, just have a good time, because that's a lot of talent right there. And if you haven't seen The Other Side, you got to watch it. I'm going to put up the link again to uh, uh, on YouTube where you can uh, watch that film, but uh, it's really great. Um and thank you to Silver Skull, man. Uh, Josh and Justin, you guys have so much talent. You are so young and uh, doing what you're doing, uh, just living uh, your dream right now, really. I mean, just gigging, playing out, writing some <laughs> really cool songs. And man, man, it's it's like, you know, I'm sort of envious. I wish uh, that I would have uh, taken that kind of thing up when I was a lot younger and and really just gone for it, because, uh, man, you guys are, are really doing it. And I respect that, and I, I just really appreciate what you're doing. But, uh, no, go to silverskullmusic.com and, and check out Silver Skull. Great, great stuff. Well, there we go. Man, man, um, it's, uh, it's been a fun week. I don't know. What else am I supposed to... Oh, Hologram Earth. Of course, you heard one of their songs uh, towards the beginning of the show. Go to hologramearth.nl. And uh, get their music, get the EP, and find out what they're all about. Because it's some fantastic stuff. And uh, I was just blown away um, by the the quality of, of what I'm hearing. So, man, so much great stuff. Well, of course, go to uh, MidnightCory.com. Uh, that's my uh, personal website. A lot of great stuff going on there. My my past podcast and all my past insanity is there. But uh, the, the website for this show is is electricchairshow.com, and uh, that's where all the goodness is happening. Of course, this is, what, like the 29th episode, and who would have thought, man, 29 episodes and still going strong. I'm loving what I'm doing, and uh, again, I'm just really flattered and honored that so many of you are out there listening. So, uh, yeah, let's keep having some fun. I will be back again next week with much more goodness. So until then, thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you later. (music)
9: i